Please tell me you were recording and that's going to be the start of this episode. Actually, I got it right as Kevin came in to thank you for wearing pants. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, welcome, true believers, to a new episode of True Northers. Yay! So this is a little bit of a special episode, even though it's coming out on a regular day. We're on location. We're on location at Ryan's house because yep. we had to take fancy pictures, which I'm sure you've all seen by now. I just and, put a couple on Instagram. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and we're also going to be reviewing a movie that is 10 years in the making. Oof. And Avengers. by this point, we'll have been out for two weeks. So yeah, if you haven't so seen it yet, that's your problem. I was going to do a huge spoiler. Oh, well, when we get to that, yeah. for sure. So uh, with us today is Kevin. Hello. Jen. Howdy. Ryan. Welcome to my house. And me. And... We have a couple guests coming in. Ooh. So they are, I didn't invite them to my house. No, dum, dum, but they're, they're pre-recorded. I know, for instance, uh, Snowhawk Cosplay, who unfortunately couldn't be with us this evening because he's in Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia. So, uh, he's on an East Coast swing. Yep. So he, uh, because he is uh, cosplays as a plethora of Marvel characters, thought we'd get his review. And we like Ed. Most yeah, we like time. Ed. <laughs> Long pause we like after we like Ed. <laughs> and uh, if all works out, I should have some surprises, but I'm not going to name them just in case Don't name it doesn't names. work out. You know what happens oh, when you name okay. names? Are they yeah. surprises for us? Do we get surprises? I think I told you, but I'll tell, I'll tell the other two guys after we're done recording. Um, but first, as with every episode, we have a little bit of news. Oh, yeah, I guess that's, that's my cue. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so in the notebook today... Uh, okay, so we got a Star Wars announcement last week. Did we? We did. And we discussed this earlier. Have you put that episode out yet? No, it will be... Well, it will be out by the before this episode comes okay, out. Okay, so yes, you have put so, that episode yes. out then. <laughs> Uh, so Star Wars, they've announced the next Star Wars cartoon following up, you know, Rebels finished, and yep. uh, it's going to be called Star Wars Resistance. Mm-hmm. So, which now we know, you know there were all the, there was were was all this talk about uh, different copyrights that Disney was filing. Yeah, and that Star was Wars that was definitely one of them. So, yeah, so now we know what that is. Uh, it's going to be taking place pre Force Awakens, so mm-hmm. starting to fill in that timeline. Uh, it'll be close enough, I think, to Force Awakens because it is still the First Order and it is Poe Dameron's going to be appearing in it. And not and only that, Poe Dameron is being voiced by Oscar Isaacs yep. in the cartoon. Yay! And Phasma awesome. is being voiced by... Uh, the uh, Gwendolyn, Gwendolyn Christie. That's her name. So they can't be too far out of age, yeah. right? Well, so the, and I guess the main character whose name I won't even try to pronounce because I didn't write it down because I couldn't pronounce it when I was reading it. So uh, is a young pilot who gets uh, recruited by the Resistance to spy on the First Order. Ooh. And now I guess it's kind of going to be like some like fighter pilot type theme from the sounds yeah, of it. Yeah. Because he's it, really into World War 
one in World War Two pilots and yep. Uh, what's um, Dave Filoni? That's his name. Yep. Yeah. So that's what he was quoted as saying as far as you know what we can expect. Yep. And it's going to be kind of anime-ish. That's what the they're style. saying. Yeah. I kind of thought. I mean, they only had like the 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 BB-8 and the and the fighter pilot. Yeah, they only the really. Yeah, they the, yeah they just really had. That's like, all they've shown. But so just far, from yeah. that style, it like just from that, it looked anime-ish. Yeah, it me. looked like very cell shaded. Mm. Yeah. Well, there were a couple of years ago, an animator made for himself a uh, Tie Fighter oh, yeah. X-wing like, battle air battle anime. in space in, in anime style. Oh, yeah. You can like, find it on YouTube and everywhere if you just Google. Yeah. Probably Lucasfilm just, liked it so much they're like, "Yeah, keep it up, whatever." Like, he's not making money. I don't think. Cool. Right. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind. I'd be kind of surprised if he didn't get some sort of job offer oh, out yeah, of it. It right. was really good. No, yeah, you watching it, you would totally think it was done by like a studio, not one person. Yep. But so it, it can work. Like that's proof of concept right there, really. Yeah. Well, so anime is just another anime. it's just another cartoon. Yep. I'm surprised generally though anime is hand drawn. I don't know if this will be. But... They haven't said one way or the other, so yeah. I, I would suspect not. Just because that that's what their animation studio's been built around, right? It's Right. It's in-house CG, not in-house ink and cell. Right. But it'll probably, I imagine by the sounds of it, they're they're going to go for that look, but still probably, I kind of like a little bit of a continuation off Rebels, I imagine. Oh, I, well, I don't know how much of a continuation of Rebels. I meant like in the I'll, style format. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And with a special guest appearance by Ahsoka Tana. Yeah, exactly. She's Old got, uh, the, Ahsoka Tana. <laughs> At that point, she'll be even older. Um, yeah, I suppose so. Oh yeah, it'd be interesting if they do like if they if that's how we get our follow up, like our connection to uh, yeah to the end of Rebels. Yeah, I'm Finish. curious. Not exactly what we were wanting, but no. I I I have faith that it'll be good. Oh, Rebels yeah. is prime example of then Clone Wars is well, exactly. they know that, what they're doing. Might as well I, let I them do it. I remember when Rebels was first announced and they showed the characters. Like I, the first time I even. I think I saw the characters were the like life size statues they had at Fan Expo mm. in their booth, and I was kind of like, eh, "The main character, some kid. Uh, I don't know if I like this. <laughs> Who's this guy with the lightsaber, double sided lightsaber with the circle?" Mm. Uh, I still took a picture with uh, with Chopper though. With Chopper, because <laughs> Chopper, Chopper's awesome. I don't yeah. Care. And then, you know, I finally actually watched the cartoon when it came out. And, well, you know, what, it was five years later? Mm. I was still watching it. So mm-hmm. they must have done something right. So, yeah. So it, I trust that they'll put something out that we'll enjoy. At the very least, it's more new Star Wars. Yes. And it's going to be on Disney XD. It's yep. not on the streaming service, which was no. a little bit of a surprise. Yeah, it's going to debut on the Disney Channel, I think, and then switch to Disney XD. Yeah. What still, the, is Disney Channel have more Disney Channel has has bigger viewers? reach in the states oh, okay. than XD. Oh, okay. And I think that makes up sense here, so. up here, both channels are on the same tier of uh, yeah. cable. So I wouldn't be surprised if it just shows up on XD up here. Yeah, I think they're actually right near each other on the on the old TV dial. I think so, and it's up in the like two hundreds or something, isn't it, yeah, on Roger? Something like yeah. that. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's that high. At least on my cable. I forget. I don't know. It's set as a favorite. I don't need to remember what channel it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, okay, so moving on. Oh, toy collecting news. 
Uh, we're not going to be losing our Toys R Uses. They've uh, got a deal. Yep. Someone's bought the Canadian Toys R Us, and Woo! I guess the remaining, a few of the American ones. Will they still think. be called Toys R Us, or do you think they'll change the name? No, oh, they're no, keeping the, the name. You're, you're, half the reason you're buying it is the brand, right? Because right. it's like, the, uh, off the top of my head, the company's called like Fairbanks something or no, another. No, it's called Fairfax Financial Fairfax. Holdings Limited. Yeah, so Ooh. that doesn't scream out toys, does it? No, they're, I tried to look them up to see what... I couldn't find what other things they own, but they're from looking at. They're just a. They're an investment company. They yep. buy and sell. The right. the big thing is you know you invest in them. They they're just trying to get returns on dividends and stuff for their investors. So they'll probably invest some money and just they're more so you know could be looking to make money off this. And Canadian Toys R Us has been doing well the last couple of years, as they pointed out in their first email when stuff started going bad in the states. Is yep. like we're we're not closing any stores. In fact, we opened two. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, we got that email. Well, I'm assuming you got the same, the, this announcement yeah. today from their president. Which is kind of kind of nice, but surprising is like they put it on their email list, right? Like the, they send it out to all their loyal customers. Yep. And well, they got to keep people in the loop, right? The, with all the bad PR of the ones going bankrupt, uh, closing. Mm. That, that, you know, they had signs up in our store saying, you know, that we're not closing. <laughs> We still can use your gift card, you were, all that stuff. So. You almost went in once expecting the clerk sign of, yes, I assure you, we are still <laughs> open. Yeah, it didn't get that bad. Yeah. Uh, do, 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 do. Okay, so, oh, space. The Imagination Station? Oh, I'm oh, bad. That was your me. house. We'll uh Good thing uh, okay. my good thing my ringer was turned down because my text message alert just went off too, and mine's Captain Picard. You, you oh, don't allow me. it when it goes off in our house, and it's my phone. But that's because I make a big deal about it. <laughs> <laughs> Double standards. Yep. Oh, anyway, I, keep hey, going. I just give myself shit for like, hey, it. <laughs> you know. Anyway, so yeah, so we're what, Space the Imagination Station, one of our favorite, well, one of my favorite TV channels because it has all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they got in trouble. Oh, did they? Oh, they yes, they did. With the Canadian Broadcast Standards Council. Oh, what really? Happened? What happened? Star Trek dropped an F bomb before <gasps> nine o'clock. Ooh. Oh, on Discovery? Yes. Oh. They actually dropped two F bombs in the episode Choose Your Pain. I guess uh, the one uh, Cadet Tilly mm-hmm. got excited and was, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. And then uh, what's the other guy's name? Uh, um, Lieutenant Stamets. Yes, sure. The the mushroom guy. Yeah, was like looked at her and was like, "This is fucking awesome." Yeah. So between that and it was, I guess, uh, a violent episode. I guess there's some mm-hmm. torturing going on with Klingons torturing humans, and uh, so they got some complaints. I'm curious how many. Enough th- that because the CRTC, yeah, but the CRTC will listen to one. Remember um, a couple of years ago, there well, was the, the big... Well, it's not the CRTC, though. Well, it's what the CRTC it's has become. the equivalent... Of, well, the, I thought no, it's the Canadian Broadcast Standards Council, yeah, yeah. It's, which is uh, which is it's independent from the CRTC. The CRTC is a regulating body. Yeah. The, um, this, the Broadcast Standard Council so, remember, is a voluntary organization that TV networks yeah. join. Now, remember that uh, big hoopla, what was it, two years ago over the Dire Straits song? Because it uses uh, money for nothing, because it, in it it re, it uses the derogatory term for gay men okay. in it, and like stations were being urged to pull it off and stuff. That came from one person. 
Oh, really? One person complaint yep. out west or out east somewhere in the Maritimes. Huh. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, it's it doesn't take much. It's like it's only one or two people complain and they will yeah, investigate. I, I don't think it was a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Well, in the end, so they got you know, they got a, a little they got their wrist slap. Last week they had to broadcast uh two messages during prime time. Uh, they do it twice. Uh just indicating, you know, that they are a member of the Broadcasting Standards Council, that they yeah. had uh, broken, or that they had two infractions of the code this and this, of the, the you know, code C or 3-5 of blah, 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 regulation 72, and more or less like that there was language and violence before 9 o'clock, and that uh, it should have had, a, like, one of those, this episode, you know, Contains violence and language, like mm. one of those things. Uh, so if they'd have just had that, then it probably wouldn't. Then it wouldn't have been a problem because there's, hey, we warned you. Yeah. Wipe one. So I'm yeah. trying to rem- I don't know what it is now, but it used to be that the, both of those organizations stopped listening at ten o'clock. Well, I think it's the, nine. It's, it's nine it's o'clock nine now. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, that was the big thing. Like, and I guess space looked. You know, they were like, it's Star Trek. You don't usually get this in Star Trek. We watched the episode. We didn't think it was going to be a problem. Mm. We let it go. We didn't want to, you know, change the time for our fans, and we didn't want to bleep it out. I did, as I recall, I rewatched that episode because they were airing last week's episode right before the current episode, yeah. and I think on the second week they did bleep the F. Well, that would make sense because yeah. then at the second week it would have been airing at seven o'clock, yes. which is even earlier. Yeah. Yeah. That they bleep it, bleep it, or just blank it it's out? Like a, yeah. yeah. See, that I don't mind so much. Yeah. yeah. You don't even notice. It's just like, right there, you didn't know it what was I just the said. First, was it the first F-bomb in Star Trek? And <laughs> it was on television, not in a movie. Yeah. Um, speaking of Star Trek movies, you saw that they've announced, Paramount has announced they're doing two more Star Trek movies. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. Well, they've signed a director for the first Star female. Trek Four, the first woman to yeah. direct And that Star is Trek in the, the Chris... Pine? Chris Pine. Yay, yeah, got the right Chris. <laughs> High five. <laughs> the Chris Pine universe, the Kelvin timeline. Yeah. Uh, so the JJ verse. Yeah, it'll pick up after um, Star Trek uh, Into Darkness. What was the last? Beyond. Star Trek Beyond was the last one. Yeah, th- I assume that's the one that we, we, we heard that uh, Simon Pegg and his writing partner have been working on. Yes. Oh, yeah, there was a third since one, wasn't there? There have been three. Yeah. Star Trek Beyond. Idris Elba was yet. the bad. The big bad in Star yeah, Trek yeah, Beyond. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a solid movie. Got, yeah. And the woman who plays Oops. the political, the had that sort of head political person on The Expanse, um, Shora Agadashlu. Yeah, she's great. She, she she's plays a great actress. She plays the uh, Commodore who sends Kirk on his mission in yeah. Star Trek Beyond. And then the the um, Tarantino Star Trek seems to be a go. I'll believe that when yeah, I see it. Yeah, not happening. Well, I, uh, I know that's what they're saying. I will put money if, down if, if, that and it and does if not anything, occur. He may direct it. He's not going to be writing a Star Trek. He's not. He won't direct it. He'll well, see, he'll be credited story. Oh, so and he, he'll get a producer credit, so he'll get money think, off of it. He's not going to be that hands-on involved. It'll be interesting anyway. Uh, but it was nice to see some Star Trek news, and they are uh, currently filming. Star Trek Discovery uh, in Toronto that that filming started for the new season already too. Yep. So. yep. I think I mentioned that last week. Can you tell I like Star Trek? Just a bit. <laughs> so next, Ryan. Next. Uh, okay, so we're going to move on to Netflix. 
<laughs> in the category of why and really who asked for this. Uh, we're getting a new cartoon, Netflix exclusive cartoon. Oh, oh yeah, I know exactly what you're Fast talking about. From the Fast and the Furious universe. What? Yes. With the main character will be Tony. The car. No, what Tony car? the car. That What's, would be awesome. Uh, it's like cars. Oh, and he's, he's Dominic's la- Toretto. Toretto. Tony Toretto. It's like seventeen-year-old cousin of Dom. And him and his friends are going to be uh, recruited by a secret government agency to infiltrate a secret race, underground racing scene. Who are they aiming this at? I don't know. Not me. I'll probably (laughs) try it and give it a chance anyway, but. There was, I'm trying to remember it what it was. There so was wrong. an anime about like street racing in the, a couple of years ago. There was a Dukes of Hazard cartoon in the 80s. I, remember, oh. I watched that. <laughs> there was the movie Cars and Cars 2 and yeah. Cars 3. So there is the same sort of an audience racing. for it. Oh, I'm sure there's, yeah. There was Speed Racer. There have been lots and of cartoons about cars. Mm. It's on Netflix. People will watch it. Yeah. It's just sort of odd. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, other Netflix news, uh, one of my favorite Netflix series, uh, Stranger Things, has started recording, uh, or yeah, has started filming season three. Oh, we still haven't watched season two. No, we should sit down and do that now that we've got a little bit of time. I haven't watched Stranger Things yet at all. Oh, Kevin. I'll get there eventually. It's on my list. I should should get to it by about 20. Remember, Kevin's in like 83? 80. I'm just in 1980. I just watched Empire Strikes Back and The Blue Lagoon. How is the Blue Lagoon on your list? Because there's boobs. I don't know. It was, <laughs> it's it was, not a genre film. It was there's on. Boobs. It was. I don't know what category it was under. Adventure films or something. I don't know. No boobs. It does have boobs and penises. Baby penises. You can um, always watch Stranger Things when you're you're house sitting for us. I can. Or you can continue watching his list. I'll just keep watching. My or you list. can keep watching your list. I'm just saying. The other Netflix, Netflix news I heard was that they came out and said that they are going to spend more of their money for original programming on science fiction because it's doing better for them than any other genre on yep. their streaming service right Yay. now. So, uh, if I were to guess, I would say it goes probably science fiction, food, because they they make a yeah, lot of original it, food content. It was uh, comedy was the number one oh, until really? recently. Okay. And, well, they Kimmy Schmidt and yeah. Uh, uh, why can't I give uh, Bojack uh, Horseman and Frankie and Johnny? And yeah, yeah, Grace and Frankie, Grace and Frankie. Yeah, you know, Frankie, so, and Frankie and Johnny. That's an old. Did you just make that's up an a old show? song. <laughs> no, Frankie song. and Johnny were lovers. It's a song. Uh, it's a very old song. Uh, but but they said that I I would assume with Stranger Things and Altered Carbon and Black Mirror and Lost in Space. Uh, and in the rest of the world, Star Trek Discovery, mm. Netflix is big money maker making genre right now is science fiction although i do like their food programming yep ugly delicious is really good oh i haven't yeah. watched that one yet uh, i like funny um, oh what was it called the one where they the amateur bakers had to try to make fancy fancy cakes oh uh nailed it nailed it i love that show oh no that's the one i was thinking of that's yeah, funny no, ugly delivered what one was ugly delicious is, um i don't know if you've watched it with i don't think yet. i watched that one i just watched somebody feed phil and uh, <laughs> that's, that's a great title. Somebody Feed Phil stars Phil Rosenthal, the executive producer of Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah. And he goes to various cities around the world and eats their food. It's it's a it's part travelogue, part food show. Yeah. Why don't we do a show like that? We'll make money doing that. 
Find someone I, who wants to pay to, to do it. Yeah, <laughs> somebody yeah. wants to pay us We to could do go it. to every restaurant in Barrie. Well, you know what I thought would be fun is if we did like a a berry food crawl for like find the best burger in berry. Mm. I've always wanted to do um, years ago. I met these guys who were part of what they called the cereal diners club and they mm. were eating at every restaurant in Toronto one a week alphabetically. Oh, when I met luck. them, they were using the yellow pages. When I met them, they were at the letter D. So they were eating at all the Dukes. <laughs> There's all the Duke <laughs> restaurants. Uh-huh. Uh, but I thought, you know, uh, a town the size of Barrie uh, is much easier to do. Yeah, yeah. But there's certain places I wouldn't want to go, like yeah. uh, a, a certain place that's not too far from here that it involves naked ladies that apparently has like a free buffet or something at lunchtime. <laughs> but I'm like, oh. To be fair, I have been to, to one be strip bar where the the food was very good. But <laughs> It was a long time ago. Ryan looks like he's got drunk. news. No, I'm all out of news. All out of news? That's it for me. He's all out of news. I'm so <laughs> lost without <laughs> it. <laughs> I knew where you were going with that. Yeah, I've been spending could, way too much time with you. Yeah. Mm. Um, oh, and I imagine by the, the point that this airs, yeah, because it comes out tomorrow, we get a new trailer for the Wasp and Ant-Man and Wasp tomorrow. Yeah. That's what I heard. Because there's yeah. a teaser. Oh, the teaser's quite funny. Yeah, yeah where the they have the great. cast oh. of Infinity War going, where was Ant-Man and Wasp? And they come up with different like possibilities. <laughs> I like how a lot of them were like, well, they could have been there. They could have just been really small. <laughs> Didn't, was it you t- that was... That was talking to me about uh, Netflix buying movie theaters. No, it was no. me. Yeah, I had heard that. Uh, Netflix had looked into buying, a, I don't know if it was a small chain of movie theaters or just a couple of individual theaters, specifically in New York and Los Angeles. Uh, I think they're looking harder in, in LA than anywhere else because the in order to qualify for Academy Awards, yep. a movie has to be screened in Los Angeles within the calendar year. And so far, they've managed to do it once or twice. Yeah. It was uh, I can't remember what it was called. It was the Idris Elba was the co-star of it, and it was like about African child soldiers. Okay, it was a it was a I think it was a movie was that was on a Netflix. Di- was it one of their doc? No, no, it was like dramatized. Like it's, it's, I don't think it's based specifically on any one person, right? But it's like the about that, and it got really good reviews. And because a documentary is another category that Netflix is really well known for yeah. these days too. So, if they can screen them in a theater, they could win Oscars. So, shall we uh, go on to the main event? Oh yeah, I guess. Yeah, what are we talking about this week? Hmm. So. Let's do this right off the top. If you have not seen Avengers Infinity War, um, I'm doubting it's many of you because it made a shit ton of money this weekend. I've got that written down. Yeah. So, um, but if you have not seen it, pause now, go to the theater, come back, unpause, Mm. or leave now and then like come back and listen to it. This this will be on the internet forever. So I don't feel bad if you stop the episode now, but... This is your warning. We are going to be talking spoilers. And we're going to be talking a lot of them. We're going to start talking about them now. Rosebud was a sled. <laughs> Vader is Luke's dad. dad. What? Bruce Willis was dead all along. No! I called that right at the beginning. Uh, see, that was one of those movies. I had no clue. Yeah, I mean, either. Like, not, not a clue. I was... Uh, 
<laughs> okay, so sidetrack for just a moment. <laughs> We're giving you I, more time to pause. I was um, at the at the drive-in, and I was mad at the movie. I was like, "This is stupid." Bruce Willis and this kid are going to start some ghost detective agency. <laughs> this is like this is like Ghostbusters, but shitty. And then when the reveal comes, I like this movie's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> like it's one of those movies that without that ending, it would have been garbage. Come on, Brent, you're at the drive-in. Were you really paying attention to the movie? Yes. Well, yes, I was. I, I'm not a person who likes horror movies or movies about death. And so I had it in my head that I wouldn't like The Sixth Sense, and I avoided it. So I read an Entertainment Weekly article that spoiled the whole thing. And then some friends invited me over to just watch movies. And what movie were they watching? Sixth Sense. I didn't know that until I got there. So <laughs> knowing, knowing the ending going in was a different viewing experience than if I had gone in blind, I think. Did your friends not? Had they already seen it? I don't it know. Or no? oh. I don't rem- remember. I did have a friend. came out in the 90s. That was a long time ago. I did yeah. have a friend who figured out um, The Village. Oh yeah! Within like five minutes of the movie, was that the one where the trees are the ones killing everybody? No, no that's, that's where that's the one where they're really in the twentieth century, twenty first century. Uh, yeah, um, I don't it was watch uh, any of these my movies. buddy leaned over to me and he's like, "I don't want to spoil it for you, but I just want to make sure I'm on record that this is what happens." And he he pretty much nailed it right off the bat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh fucker because <laughs> he was right he ended up being yeah. right and like he so honestly up, hadn't read anything about it he yeah. just he was able to guess it well, right and the worst the part bat. is you end up now you've got that that in your head and you're watching the whole For, time you're yeah like, yep, yep 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 so uh yeah we're going to be talking avengers infinity war with spoilers starting any second um, who wants to go first? Who wants well, to? Let's go over the numbers. Yeah. Let, so this movie made bank. You took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> we try, I tried to see it again on the weekend and I couldn't because all of the shows are now sold out for like, well, as far as Tracy looked, I think she said the rest of the week. Seriously? Oh, yeah. Wow. Like the, oh, the, I, the AVX theaters. You know, oh, the AVX. Yeah. Because we got into, I ended up seeing it again last night. Yeah. And we got into a seven o'clock showing in 2D in Aurelia. Um, and we bought the tickets about three hours before the movie. So Now, how long before the movie did you show up to get your seat? We showed up uh, half an hour early and we ended up sitting... Uh, on the aisle in row three, above the uh, like the going up, N- no one was sitting in the prime seats yet. But uh, but Doug had tried to buy the prime tickets, so he so they we have knew prime tickets. Yeah, d- uh, in Aurelia, there are, and in here in Barry too, there are. There's two rows of seats in every sc- theater that the seats are assigned. Oh, there are. Yeah. Yeah, they're called prime seats. They're two dollars oh. more than a regular ticket. Oh, they mean beyond that. the AVX theater? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. didn't know they did that. Yeah, it's mm. called prime seating. Oh, and okay. uh, mm. so he tried to buy the prime seats, but those were sold out. But the prime seating people hadn't shown up yet when we arrived at six thirty. I, I hate the people who show up five minutes before the movie or five minutes oh, after yeah. the movie has started and then are mad that they can't find a good seat. Well, yeah, well, that's unless you're the prime ticket people and you have your seat already. Yeah, yeah, you but show even up that late. But even then, it's a pain in the butt when you have to like step over everybody in well, the, the road to get started, to your seat. That's just bad manners. But yeah. if, yeah. if you're waiting until just before it starts, well, that's the benefit of pre-buying your seat. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So we we pre-bought the tickets around four 
four four thirty, and we were able to get in to a seven o'clock showing in two D in yeah. Amelia. Yeah. So in terms of opening numbers, where are we talking here, Ryan? We this would be opening weekend, by the way. Opening weekend, domestic, setting a new record, beating out the Force Awakens with a total of two hundred and fifty seven million six hundred and ninety eight thousand. One hundred and eighty-three. That was as of Sunday night. Whoa! That's as of what I read today as an updated article. Yeah. So like probably this morning or something like that. So like after yeah. And that's the just here. And that's domestic. It also set the weekend record worldwide, beating out Fate of the Furious with six hundred and forty point nine million. Wow. Now the interesting thing about that is. Uh, Fate of the Furious sort of still holds a worldwide record without North America. Yeah, if you take North more... America out of the qu- the equation, it still wins weirdly. Yeah, because I guess it, the world, uh, yeah, worldwide, like not counting North America. Yeah, uh, Star Wars, uh, Star, not Star Wars, Avengers made three hundred eighty-two point seven million. So, yeah, when you start doing the math... It's, it's like, already the number two movie of 2018. Yeah. And it's wow. been open for four days. Yeah. It's... Um, number two behind... Black Panther. Woo! Yep. Which apparently was a big thing this weekend of people going and watching Black Panther. Yeah, Black... Then going and seeing Avengers. Black Panther got knocked into eighth position, I think. Let's take and, it. I'm on Box Office Mojo right yeah, now. Yeah, it's either... It, yeah. I want to say it went from either 10... Black Panther is in fifth... Was in fifth. Oh, okay. So yeah. maybe it was an eighth and then got knocked up the fifth? Yes. Last weekend it was number eight. This weekend it's number five. Yeah. It made $4.7 million. And this it came out in May? No. It came out it in May. Or, it oh, came yeah, out in February. February. So it's now the, the end of April. The funny thing is, by the time this comes out online, Black Panther will be coming out on home release the following week. Yeah. It but it's on the still 15th. in theaters. Yeah. yeah. This is the first time Marvel's had two movies in active, um, active theaters since I think it was somebody said I read somewhere it was like Hulk and Iron Man two were in theaters around the same time. Maybe yeah, but uh, that's a I I if I re- remember correctly the budget of Infinity War, like just this first film, yep. is over three hundred million. But that's before marketing. Yeah. So there's a good chance that it is now at close to bro- break even point. It you might be hope. a little, it, it might be even a little under that with the amount that they've been promoting this thing. But that's in one weekend. It's still there, it is running unopposed this upcoming weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. There's, there's nothing really coming out, I don't think. Let's take a look at what's coming. Yeah, I don't I, think there's anything much. I really want to say it's Deadpool a comedy or something. Bad Samaritan. What? I've even horror, heard of that. One. I saw a trailer for that just the other day. It's a horror thriller movie. Uh, okay. With, uh, oh, I can't remember who's in it. And oh, the remake of Overboard. Oh, I haven't that, 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 even seen a trailer for that. Yeah, that's, that's a, I knew it existed. Out? What was Overboard? The Goldie Hawn movie. Yeah, yeah but it, oh reversing god, I hate the that movie. And a movie called Tully. Oh, yeah, that's the one about the nanny or something like that. Bad Samaritan stars David Tennant. Okay. It's a horror thriller. Yeah, I've, well, I Well, now I have mixed emotions about that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a guy, it's kids break into a guy's house and 
it's not going to even be in the top five. Yeah. Top creepy, creepy okay. David Tennant. But it's also like it's a low budget movie. Yeah. Like not like it'll tiny, but it'll, it'll probably make its money back in the end. Well, yeah, but it's not going to push uh, Avengers overboard out of the top. Stars uh, Anna Ferris. Yeah, that's right. Blech. Yeah, not so, a fan of Anna Ferris. But Ferris. she's in the Kurt Russell role. Oh, is she? Yeah, they reversed the sexes on it. She kidnapped some rich dude. Yeah, Eugenio Derbez, Anna Ferris, and Ava Longoria. Yeah. So the question is, it made a crap load of money. Yep. We all saw it. Yep. Was it worth it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Was it worth the 10 years of wait? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's worth, well, I don't know if it's worth the wait, but it's or the worth build up. the build up. Yeah, like The build up work. Like it's to this point, it's, it's the payoff is there. There's yeah. never been a movie like this before where one movie has been the payoff nope. for, no, for 18 ten, yeah. other films. Exactly. And it's not even the payoff. It's nope. the setup to the payoff. Yeah. yeah, because the ending, I was like, what the... F- well, ah! Yeah, okay. So let's let's go through it a little bit. Who wants to start? Who wants to give their thoughts first? Who wants to volunteer? I can. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I really, really liked it. I mean, I didn't really have anything bad to say. Um, I, I knew very little about it going in because I've never read Infinity War um, or any of the comics related to it. And um, I try to avoid watching stuff about it other than the trailers that Brent makes me watch because he's so excited. <laughs> um, so I didn't realize it was going to really be a movie about Thanos. So it was really neat to see him as like the main char- the villain as the main yeah. character. And you see the movie mostly from his point of view. Yeah. And his his like absolute logic that makes it makes him almost a sympathetic character. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that he had a method to his madness. He wasn't just in it for the power or the destruction. He genuinely believed he was saving the universe by doing this. Um, and I, that I it was do, a price to pay. I do wish that they had incorporated the comic book storyline where he did it because he's in love with death, like with the physical manifestation of death. Yeah, but then yeah. you would have had to introduce the physical manifestation of yeah, death. Yeah, I, I think it works it's, without it. The works yeah, better I, without I like it, it this way because I mean, even uh, even the affection and the love that he feels to Gamora, mm-hmm. which she doesn't believe exists, but I saw. You, I mean, you can see it through the whole thing, through the flashbacks and through how he treats her compared to how he right. treats everybody else, including Nebula that you can really tell he's got genuine affection for her, mm-hmm. which made that whole, what was it? The soul stone part. Yes. yes. Oh, it made me almost cry. <laughs> they did a really good job with that part. Yeah. yeah. Well, so especially I mean, he was with, really with... a sympathetic character. Yeah. So what, what do you have in your notes there, Jen? You, you didn't um, find much wrong with it. No, right? I didn't really find anything wrong with it. I had that it was good pacing. It didn't feel very long. Nope. Um, they did a really good job of, of having separate kind of little plot bubbles going on at the same time and then bringing it all together in one it didn't feel disjointed or like it flowed really nicely from one little plot into another they did a good job of crossing the characters over within those little plot bubbles so that you know uh they the guardians meet thor so that way when the guardians meet spider-man and iron man they know thor so that's their connection so that you know, and Doctor Strange meets Bruce Banner so that yep. he can, and Iron Man so that he's introduced into it. So they had a good way of drawing all of the peripheral characters into the Avengers. And uh, I really liked that it was also a love story between Vision and Scarlet Witch. Because you saw that in 
was it Age of Ultron, Age of Ultron. or was it the Captain America Civil, Civil War? War? Civil War, Civil War is yeah. where they kind of hint at it. Yeah, so you 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 see it kind of, but they didn't really touch on it too much in in Captain America, and so they really had a chance to to really play with it and emphasize it. So I liked that. Because there isn't a Vision movie and a Scarlet Witch movie that they were able to kind of develop their characters a bit more in this one along with Thanos. So I thought it was awesome. And Thor kicked ass. <laughs> Thor was great in this movie. Yeah. I, I think they it took, it took two Thor movies uh, before they realized that that wasn't the version yeah. of Thor we want. And, and it was... It was Age of Ultron and Thor Ragnarok that was like this is the, this yeah. is the Thor that people want to see. Yeah, they they need the less stuffy, less serious Thor, sort of the more bro Thor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They need the funny Thor, the 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 more Rabbit. relaxed. <laughs> Did you notice that? Okay, this is this is the part I thought was funny. Thor calls Rocket Rabbit, yeah. and Rocket never complains. He says it once. He goes Rabbit, yeah. but he never. No. Nope. But every single time that Star Lord called him raccoon or anything like that, he got trash super panda. pissed. Yeah, trash panda. And he would get yeah, but, so angry. Yeah, but the, Thor's the, way cooler than I Star know, Lord. Right? That's what and, I thought. It was a nice little homage well, to that. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, Thor thought ra- that Rabbit was the captain of the ship. Yeah. So he right there already got on his good side. Yeah, I know. But he <laughs> didn't correct him. him. Rabbit, and he, he's like. Probably doesn't necessarily. He doesn't know even know what a rabbit, rabbit is, is, but he knows what a rodent is, because you know, even in space, you know, in the way that they call him rodent or yeah. trash panda or ra- even raccoon is like a lot more derogatory than no, the I way know. he's calling him rabbit. <laughs> so that's probably why he's just kind of like, okay. But I got the impression from the Guardian movies that Rocket wasn't a big fan of nicknames at all. Yeah. And then when he kind of gets this nickname from Thor, he's just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have more so, to say about Thor, but you guys can go well, first. Well, we'll probably come back <laughs> to that. Because I, we'll, yeah. <laughs> he speaks Groot. It was an elective. <laughs> he, got, he got the extra eye. Did you notice throughout the whole movie he had one blue eye and one brown yeah. eye? Yeah. I didn't catch it at all. I, I apparently was... No, I noticed that. I, I spent a good chunk of that movie staring I into Chris Helmsworth's eyes. Did, did, we re, did we know where that eye came from originally? Yeah, he wanted... Yeah. Uh, he, they he, said he wanted it in a poker match. Well, he, he beat a guy in a poker match... Oh, yeah. Who paid him, and then he went and stole the eye from him after. Because <laughs> he has this fetish for stealing I love the running apparently. gag. <laughs> how, much is the, how much for the gun? Not for sale. What about the arm? Yeah. Him and Bucky? Well, cause, so uh. he got in the first Guardians, he got the leg. In the second Guardians, he got, he got something from one of them. Yeah. Was did. it an eye? I thought it was an eye. Maybe that, yeah. Nah, I can't remember. And then he asked Bucky for the arm, and then he won this eye. And eventually, he's going to be able to build a person. Well, maybe that's what he's going for. <laughs> <laughs> Building his own little mech suit. Yeah, climb into. Okay, so uh, and I'll talk about Spider Man after too. Yeah. So, oh. Kevin, your initial thoughts on I, the whole thing? I was in shock when the movie ended because Me too. It, it didn't feel like it had been two and a half hours. Yeah. Uh, and when the screen went black, I went. I, I guess because you know originally when this movie was announced three four years ago when they did that thing at, I think it was at a D twenty three where they said here's all our movies through twenty twenty well it wasn't and even that was, it was their own special Marvel oh yeah movie yeah they did that yeah they did it at they did it at the the at that um, theater in Hollywood uh, and this movie was Infinity War Part One and then the next one next year is going to be Infinity War Part Two and then they're like oh no 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 we've uh, we've uh, part, part two, one and two part, part two is going to be its own thing, and I bought into that. 
And they lied. <laughs> they lied. Yeah, it's a but very I'm, cliffhanger I, ending. Okay, I'm I'll glad get... they lied yeah. because because I didn't expect this movie to end where it did. It's the it's the Empire Strikes Back of superhero movies. Okay, yeah. so to, to specify, half of the known universe is wiped oh, out. Oh, I made a yeah. list, and um, the ones that I remember. Oh yeah, Jen, Jen so, uh, made the list of oh, the like, characters who may or may not be alive. So when he snaps his fingers and and half of the human race vanishes or half of the universe vanishes, yeah. Yeah. sentient people, not uh, trees though. Sentient yeah. people. Pointed out. How come they, not half the trees died or or half the puppies or half the? Well, maybe the puppies. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. Um, so the ones that I wrote down, the first one I wrote down, Spider Man. Oh my God, that. Well, that I, scene almost made me Tom cry. Tom Holland earned his and paycheck. Do you know Holy why? Crap! I think I read this online, so I'm, this isn't it's a Mr. great revelation Stark. for Mr. me. Mr. Stark, I don't re- want to go, and I'm like, oh well, god, I don't want you to go. He was the only one who had that kind of reaction, and it's uh, one online theory is that it's because he's got spider sense, and so he he was the only one who knew it was coming. Like all of a sudden, this whole, you know oh. his spider sense goes off, and he knows there's nothing he can do to stop it. Well, didn't oh. he say, "I don't feel so good"? Yeah, yeah. I was like, "No, not Spider Man." Why everybody? His spider except sense for went off when he was on the school bus, which and was the, great. And I the, love that. And, the, uh, <laughs> and then, oh well, well, since we're on the school bus, the Stan Lee cameo. <laughs> I went to, what, what's wrong with you kids? Haven't you ever seen a spaceship before? <laughs> um, yeah, so Spider Man disappears, Bucky. Black Panther, Scarlet Witch, all of the Guardians except for Rocket. So Drax, uh, Star Lord, Mantis, Mantis, Groot, um, Doctor Strange. Yeah. And then I have question marks. We don't know if Wong disappears or Shuri or Hawkeye or Ant Man. We don't right. know if any of them well, disappear no, because, because yeah, we Hawkeye and Ant Man again are not in yeah, the movie. Yeah, our theories about Hawkman and Ant Man were apparently completely wrong because yeah. they do not appear They're in this just, film. They were they were dismissed with one line of dialogue. Yeah. And then my my list of of dead, which again is maybe. Uh, I mean Loki dies, which I was really upset about. Yeah, I um, like right off so the early. bat, too. Heimdall's Heimdall. dead right off the bat. Gamora, her her death was really sad. Yep. And then I put Vision with a question mark because so they they rip- were talking about redoing his brain right. without so, the stone. Uh, Suri was working on trying to get his brain rewired so they could remove the stone to destroy it. It looked like she finished. Yeah. But they didn't get a chance to remove the stone. Right. So it's possible that they could bring him back. Yeah. Because he didn't disappear. His body's still there. Yeah. And he's in the comics he's been brought back numerous times and And really sometimes it's a completely different looking body and stuff like that. And And then of the people that at the end that disappeared he's one of the only new Avengers that didn't disappear. Right. Yeah. Yep. So all the original team is still around. Yep. And War Cap, Machine. Iron oh, Man. Oh, I forgot Falcon. He disappeared. Yeah, yep. Falcon. So Cap, Iron Man, Black Widow, Thor, Hulk. Well, Bruce Banner. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sure we'll see the well, Hulk. Well, the Hulk. Is, but the Hulk. That, and, oh, that my whole gosh. Thing the is whole just... thing with the Hulk was awesome, too. Yeah. It was but, no. Yeah. The Hulk is scared. Yeah. He got the shit beat out of him by Thanos he and never, now he doesn't want to come yeah. out. He'd never been beaten up. So before. to add to your list, because so we got a little about. bit of an add on today from Kevin Feige. We did? Because, yeah, he and I are bros. Oh. He called me up and said, like, here, here. here's a couple that you missed. <laughs> so apparently Korg and Meek are going to be okay. Oh, that's good. We didn't see them die okay. at the beginning of the movie, exploded. but they have, they have said that. Th- 
and you know he has who, come out and said that they have plans for the. You know who point. else survived? Uh, is Okoye. She's still around. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. The guard. Yeah. 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 Uh, and um, Valkyrie is the other one uh, that Valkyrie, we don't yeah. know exactly what. I assumed that when the Asgardian ship went kerplody, everybody on it died. Yeah, but Kevin Faggy's never kind of backtracked on that because one a Thor little bit. Did make, there was, he did have a line that he where he said he killed half half of the, Asgardian. of the Asgardians. So That's where's true. the other half? Maybe there was an escape pod, pod or something. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be semi-explained at because some point. when the movie starts, the, everybody's already dead. Yeah. Like the or battle dying. has the battle has taken place. Yeah. So it's possible, I guess, that while that was happening, which is there funny was an that the battle's pod. already taken place, and then the Hulk shows up to fight. Because Loki's like, well, he uses the yeah. Tony's line. Well, we have a Hulk, and then he yeah. comes smashing through, and takes out Thanos. That's true. It's like, well, where were you the whole? Maybe rest he of the was time? help. Maybe he was guarding the retreating as guardians. Maybe. Yeah. So maybe that's where he. You know, so Kevin, uh-huh. um, you you liked it obviously oh, uh, enough to see it twice. <laughs> see I it want twice. to see it again any, so bad. Any nitpicks? Any like things that you were like, ah, oh, this could have been done differently? Or oh, you can no, say no. It's no. perfectly okay. I didn't. No. I couldn't find any nitpicks I mean, either. I was sitting right beside you guys, and you never looked over at me, but I had tears streaming down my face through the whole thing because, again, like I've said in the past. Mm-hmm. 13-year-old me's head would have exploded if he had seen oh. this movie. It was everything I yeah. would have wanted yeah. to see in a movie when I was 13 years old. And every time I see a Marvel film, I get brought right back there. So, um, yeah. Uh, so, no, I I have, I have very few nit- nits to pick with it, if any. I can't think. It, it was nice. It, 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 there were a few minor characters it might have been nice to check in on, like Aunt May or... Uh, yeah, but we might get that in the next one. Oh, exactly. You know, she might be still around, and then you have Stark having to explain that, yeah, your son disappeared into a cloud of leaves or ash Nephews. or whatever you want to call it. I, I find so many, it's interesting. So many people are like, oh my God, I don't know like what's going to happen. What's going to happen? I don't know what's going to happen. But, you know. Don't spoil it. <laughs> I'm not spoiling it, but I, I think I think the way forward was already laid out in this movie, right? Um so Doctor Strange, yes, Doctor yeah. Strange looked at fifteen million possible futures and found one, and uh, and then at the end he said, uh, what, just before he died, he what, said this was this was the only way, way, Tony. This was the only way, Tony. So yeah. Strange has done something to set it up so that we're in the uh, well. Because yeah. well, the other well, thing is that earlier, well, yeah, when they were in the ship. He was like, okay, look, I'm going to do anything to defend the stone. I don't care if it means that you and the kid are going to die to Iron Man. And then, you know, Iron Man gets stabbed. And the first thing he is is like, take the stone, take the stone. So that must have been the solution that he saw. Yeah. Uh, And we do. We also know that the next movie is timey, wimey, wibbly, wobbly. Well, we, we assume. assume so. Well, we just we, we figured that because of production yeah. photos from well, the, where they're in their original costumes from the first Avengers, right? Yeah. So we're going to be revisiting. But Maybe Kang will show up and I'll be very excited and happy. Like part of the whole thing now with that timey-wimey thing, that made sense if a lot of the original Avengers got wiped out. But they're all there. Yeah. It might so just be that, like, it might be one of those things where Cap needs a costume and it's the only one available, or I don't know. I but think we'll find out. Like, it, 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 there's it's a, a 
It's 365 days until yeah. Avengers. I don't know who Kang is. I keep thinking of the alien we in know the Simpsons. That, we know the Close. end of that movie, but we don't know how it gets there at this point. Yeah. Like, I got virtually no clue of what, what goes on other than we know somebody who's coming in from space to help out. And there is a time gem involved, so... I totally forgot about the time gem. Cause, so Scarlet Witch like pulls out the the brain stone from Mind, the, mind, the mind the chip, mind chip yeah. stone from Vision and and squishes it and I'm like yay and then Thanos is like time stones it and it's I'm like, like oh, oh yeah well, good job <laughs> way to go that almost worked <laughs> so Ryan what did you think of the movie like we don't already know uh, I enjoyed it uh, my only problem with the movie was the crowd that I saw the movie with that cheered in the middle of the movie a couple times, and it's like, come on, people. Yep, oh, yep, there's Captain America. Doesn't mean you have to start cheering and clapping. Now I can't hear what they just said. Yeah, we Uh had a fan. We had, like, two families. They brought, like, their one- or two-year-olds, and they got fidgety towards the end, and that was a little annoying. Yeah, but, like... But I I could still hear what was going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. I knew this was going to be one of those crowds. We saw the uh, solo trailer... During the, yeah. the, during the trailers, and when it finished, this, there's a couple people that started like yelling and clapping and stuff, and then somebody yelled at them to shut up. Uh, so I've seen that trailer <laughs> twice now, and it doesn't impress me all that much. I don't like the guy who's playing solo, but nah. that's we'll for see. a different podcast. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I thought like, my one concern coming in was, you know, were they was it going to be a Iron Man movie or was it going to be a Captain America movie disguised as an Avenger who one of them was going to you know somebody was going to get more screen time more mm. story it was going to revolve around one of them but then no it was very much a Thanos movie which I thought was fantastic yeah, yeah. which was a you know, it was a great idea yeah. and what you needed to do for this movie cuz he's the one trying to do the thing they're all trying to stop him yeah but he's the one that's trying to get all the all the gems. Yeah, but having the the antagonist as the main character is pretty awesome, and I especially love the the end of the movie where you know, well, I guess partway through the movie he's like, all I want to do when this is done is to just watch the sunset and yeah. relax and know and that then, I've done my part. Yeah, and then that's that's the like the one of the end scenes or the very end that scene is, the end. Yeah. is him yeah. the sitting there in his little cabin somewhere watching the sunrise, and I'm like. Oh yay! Well, at least he got what he wanted. Yeah. Now, no, but Spider-Man's gone. I, I, What's a world without Spider-Man? Now, for now, I do wish Captain America had had a little more to do in this movie. Mm. I felt of the main Avengers, he got he got kind of a little bit of the, <clears throat> yeah. the shaft. He has virtually I, no dialogue. I also yeah. felt like when Black Panther says, "Somebody get this man a shield." And he got those weird buckler things. Like, no, I wanted to see him throwing a shield. Mm. Like his shield nice is made of vibranium. Of my, yeah. They could have got him a shield. Yeah, isn't like vibranium the main export of Wakanda? Yeah, the whole. The <laughs> well, no, it's not. It's <laughs> they not they an export. Even, they they keep that shit for themselves. Yeah, the main thing. Like, they they didn't of. have another shield kicking around that they could have given yeah. him made out of vibranium. I wanted him to, see, well, I wanted him to throw a shield. Used probably were. They just weren't round shields that yeah. we're yeah. used to seeing him with. I, I'm assuming he gets his round shield by next film. Oh, yeah. Well, he was at the Avengers compound. Like, why didn't he pick up his shield while he was there? Well, because he doesn't feel he, he deserves it. it, right? Because that was the thing at oh, the end of Civil War. He's not Captain America anymore. Uh, yeah. I love Bruce Banner in the Hulkbuster armor, trying to control it. And then when Thor shows up, and he's like, oh, you guys are in trouble now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a good level of comedy in this. Like it was a serious-ish movie, but there was a good level of there was enough jokes yeah, to it make it just enough. Yeah. So very, yeah. very dark. It was it was surprisingly funny. Yeah. 
Now, I was reading one thing today where some quotes from the guys that wrote the movie and they were writing the next one. And it was talking about, you know, with you know Cap and Black Widow and really how they kind of had little to do in this movie and didn't have a lot of lines. And I guess they kind of felt that, you know, they were, you know, I guess the way those characters are, they're pretty much, okay, there's a battle, there's this is going to happen. Okay, we got to step up and going to do it. There's no debating of, well, what are we going to do? How are we going to deal? No, it's just like, okay, this guy's coming. We got to deal with it. Let's and, get people and the together. Thing, yeah, and with those characters, there's all the previous 18 movies. Well, no, there's exactly. been enough character development right. that they didn't need to add scenes. Like having scenes of them in this movie as character development would have been too much, and especially with all much, the other characters that you could develop. Yeah, and they've pretty much alluded to the fact that the next movie, they're going to have a lot more to do. Mm-hmm. Like they'll have to do and step up yeah. more lines. On, yeah, step because it, I, I mean, there was more with Iron Man, but Iron Man's character... His character de- is still developing. Like there, well, there was never really a a uh, any closure for him. He's been since the first movie or the first Avengers. He's had this constant struggle against the aliens and, and his, but his also anxiety. The entire Marvel it. Cinematic Universe came from Iron Man. Yeah, right. Um, so he is the main character, really. Uh, I think if anybody's going to in the speculation for the next film, if anybody is going to deliver the final blow to Thanos, it's going to be Tony. It could be. And I, I like, I, as much as I'm not a huge fan of Iron Man, um, I prefer the other movies, but anyway, I still like them. Uh, I, I, I like him as, as that character, the one who is going to end Thanos. Cause he's not, well, I mean, he's Tony Stark, but he kind of lost that conceitedness to him and he became almost a more humble character and he's more unsure of himself and he's got a lot more going on. He's got more layers. So he's did, he's a much better character. Did anybody else think when he was going head to head with Doctor Strange that it was weird to see Sherlock versus Sherlock? <laughs> <laughs> no, didn't even dawn on me to be honest. <laughs> did you see online somebody made the joke of they were half expecting uh, someone to say something and then for Spider-Man to be like, oh, no shit, Sherlock, or something like that, and then have both, both of them turn and look <laughs> yeah, at him. Yeah, it's, a, it was a, it's really too cheesy. easy of a joke. To yeah, do. that would have been real cheese. So anything you would have changed? Changed? No. Or anything? No, any I nitpicks? wouldn't have changed anything. I, uh, it was it was fine. There was nothing, yeah, I, nothing I could think of to improve that movie. Mm-hmm. There's so many good parts. Uh, like you said, you know, Thor showing up at the end. Yeah. And just him with Stormbreaker. Uh, I like that Stormbreaker's handle is Groot. Oh my god! Yeah. Looking at it and being like Which, putting his uh, video game down. <laughs> Teenage Groot. I called that one. Did what? you? Yep. Back when we yeah. st- Ryan and I first saw the toy. Teenage Groot was freaking amazing. Yeah. He was like such a teenager. <laughs> and then if you even just watched him walking along when he wasn't saying anything, he's like slumped and yeah. he's always playing his video game. He's not paying attention. Yeah, like you know, I've I've joked awesome. about like the the fact that like Vin Diesel's gotten an easy paycheck over the last couple of years, but that one actually takes a little bit of work to pull off, right? Cuz it's it's all voiceover. He's not doing the mocap for Teenage Groot. And you know, he was able, it's doing that all through tone of voice and stuff. Yeah. It's like yeah. I got I got to give it to him a little bit. I love the evolution of the character of Groot, like from grown up Groot to to mm. sapling to baby Groot, smaller, stupider Groot <laughs> to teenage Groot. It's awesome. Yeah. So on my second viewing, do you remember uh, when we first watched it? When we sat through the whole credits, there was a credit for to Arrested Development. Yeah. So I. 
paid such close attention trying to find this Arrested Development um, Easter, Easter egg. egg. And what it turned out to be, and it goes by really fast, and I wasn't sure if I saw what I saw until I confirmed it online. In Nowhere, uh, the collector's collection, mm-hmm. one of the things, if you look really, really close, is Tobias Funke in full blue man makeup. <laughs> Seriously? Yes. Yes. I, I, he's his, correct. I read about it not too long ago. In his ago. never nude jean cutoff shorts painted fully blue. He's It's tiny and in a collector's cabinet uh, in that scene uh, at where I guess Thanos had... Thanos had come through and yeah, it's yeah. A, where he's got no like the the illusion of nowhere is yeah. there. Yeah, so, so one of the things that is there, I'm like, I think I just saw the Arrested Development thing, and it's Tobias. Yeah, I th- I thought that was a nice touch that you know Thanos had already gotten there, knew they were coming, and was like, how I'll I'll fool around with them, and he, you know change reality, and then mm. it was like, you know, because yeah, she stabs him, you think, oh what. Well, this can't be, he can't be dying already. I know. I was like, where is he hiding? I think that's the, that's also the stone that everybody forgets about because it's from Thor 2. Yeah. Was that the space stone? Yeah. Or it's the red one. The reality 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 stone. stone. Yeah. It's because it's for, it's the, that's the the ether. Yeah. Yeah, It's the red stuff from Thor 2, which is the, is the Marvel movie that I think if you ask people is the one where people barely remember what it was about. Uh, Yeah. I watched that one not long ago. So. So, and you still barely remembered what yeah. it was about. So what did you think? Yeah, of they it? can't all be gems. I'm with Kevin. It was like this, the the teenage comic book collector was like jumping up and down in his seat. We're seeing like if you had told me before these movies had started that we would see Thanos on the big screen, <laughs> I would have called you a liar. And the king of the king of the scrolls. Yeah, the king of the scrolls. But not just that is how well he was portrayed. Yeah, like this is as far oh, as the yeah. Marvel movies go. This was the like they spent a lot of money on it, and they made sure they got everything right. Like there's no wonky CGI that I really like. Every once in a while, you'll see in a lot of the, these movies there'll be a thing here or there. It's like uh, that that could have used another couple hours of work or something. A few more pixels, but like Thanos. Especially as like a mocap yeah. character, and James Brolin was just brilliant. Yeah, you Josh, 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 Josh Brolin, not his dad. <laughs> um, the only, and it's not even a nit- nitpick. It's there should just... have been battle rhinos. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it's more. It's not so much a nitpick as it's a. It's a shame that they couldn't get along to pull that off. Was. In when you see at the end with everybody disappearing, it would have been nice to see uh, members of Agents of Shield, yes. or the or you see like Luke Cage yeah. and Iron Fist are punching up a gang somewhere, and one of them fades out. Like not both of them, one yeah. of them, and that's to not just even really to say that they the join TV the Avengers universe. or anything, no. just to show that they're all in the same world. Yeah, which and that could have easily been bonus scenes. Yeah, what's the one bonus scene that we get with Maria Hill? Yeah, that's what I thought too. Apparently, on the last episode of Agents of Shield, there is a mention of the weirdness that's happening in In New New York. York. Yeah, it's a throwaway. There's one line that he says to one of the characters says to Daisy, and then she replies with, "I don't watch the news. It's too depressing or something." So I don't know if this week people are going to tune into the. What's coming up at the end of the season of Agents? Yeah, you gotta kind of wonder because and half of them are gone because they they've done it once before with Winter Soldier, right? Oh, they've is done like, it. Oh, yeah, that 
Winter Soldier, Soldier especially the whole was tone of the yeah show. yeah because we went and Jen and I specifically we went and saw Winter Soldier and then afterwards like oh. What does this mean for Agents of Shield? Yeah. And then the very next and week, like, we, Shield has been compromised by Hydra. Yeah, exactly. They did a good job of tying the universes together. Then the TV and the and the. But they video. don't yeah. talk to each and other. Like a, very and, much. and that's that's a, it, it's not really nitpick. It wasn't needed. It like no. it isn't no. missing from the movie. But it, it just would have been, nice. been kind of nice. But it's that's a political thing that's beyond everybody. I think, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. And yeah, my my only nitpick was excessively minor as well, and. It, it, there's no way you could have gotten around it, but I was like, why did they have to kill Gamora? There's like three females in this whole freaking universe. Why do they have to kill one of them? Well, they're replacing <laughs> her with another one. Yeah, I know, but why replace her? Like, you She'll should just add back. more. Yeah. I mean, if you look... <laughs> I think Gamora is well, trapped inside the, stool, the soul stone. Could that be. That would be cool. There, There is the rumor that the, the people, the characters that were killed before Thanos... Snaps his fingers are the ones who may stay dead. Yeah, because they weren't actually killed by the gauntlet, right? They were they were killed before. Before. So that means Loki and Heimdall and and Gamora. Gamora? Which how often has Loki died and come back to life? I don't know. He looked good and dead. I'm Heimdall's dead. Even even Thor said, "I'm pretty sure he's actually dead this time." But I mean, there's always the possibility. It's comic book. There's a good chance his contract's up, right? So they've got a huge reset button with the with the Infinity Gauntlet. Oh yeah. Well, and like, and there's other things you can do too. Like in the comics, when Loki, one of the times Loki dies, he comes back as a lady. Yeah, he comes back as a teenager. He's come back as a teenager. It's not out of the realm of possibility for the reset button to get hit. And we've got, and everybody looks slightly different, and all yeah. The, yeah, all the actors have been, all the characters have been recast, so that we can keep going on with Cap. Or they Man. disappear somehow, and then when they come back, they're all a little different. Yeah, yeah. well, they could always I bring see in Lady that Thor. Happening in a few years, once the Disney Fox deal has completely combined and is finished and yeah. signed and done, right? And that's how they'll be able to start bringing in like Fantastic Four and X Men. Well, and the villains in the Captain Marvel movie are going to be the Skrulls. So, yeah, Ooh, I like Skrulls. So, speaking of which, let's talk about a little bit of the the post credit scene. The well, I was going to say surprises, but the post credit so, scene wasn't so much a surprise. No, but there was one big honking one in there that I don't think I saw. Oh, I, I was avoiding spoilers for this movie, like the plague. Yeah, but when they get to the Soul Stone. And and this is one oh, of the yeah. things I really like about the movie is the movie. It, it's not so much tying up loose ends; it ties everything together. Yeah, yeah. Because one of the the questions that has been in the Marvel universe since the first Captain America movie, or second, depending on or Avengers, the first. Well, depending on how you want to look at the timeline, right? Is what happened to Red Skull? Yeah, you know what happened to Cap? We don't we because he was holding the cosmic cube and then, yep. and we get our answer. He's uh, paying his dues for uh, messing with the forces that were beyond his control as the the keeper of the Soul Stone, which he can't do anything with. Right, and it was it was just like. They didn't have to do it, but it was a nice little thing yeah. there. Oh, yeah. And like when you see him pop up, I'm like, oh, at- that I- is cool. So I went and saw the movie with Ed. Yep. And so, yeah, when that was on screen, we both kind of looked at each other. We're like, <gasps> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Red Skull. 
And it's not like it's just like he's not a major part of it, but it just no. like okay, we've got an answer to that question, right? Yeah, it, that was it wasn't what's his face from the Matrix, but no, no, it's a Hugo uh, weaving. Yeah, the, this guy is, I can't remember his name. He was on Walking Dead, apparently. Oh. He's very good at celebrity impressions, supposedly. Oh. So that's, and Hugo Weaving is basically stated he doesn't want to do these. He doesn't want to do it anymore. Well, not just that. He doesn't want to do any of these movies. Although he did state in that interview, basically, that, like, I'm contracted for five, but they really shouldn't put an actor through something they don't want to do. So I guess they went, no, nah, we won't bother with him. Oh. He was contracted for five movies, apparently, and he only made one. Yep. Huh. They could. He even said in this interview, and this was years ago. Basically, they could force him back legally. Yeah. Then, but would yeah, you want to force it? back an actor who doesn't want to do it? Yeah. Then you get a crappy a performance job. out of it. So, but uh, that that was one, and yeah. then we get the. Was there any other like little surprises like that? Peter I, Dinklage's character. Yeah. Oh yeah, the that was awesome. Dwarf. <laughs> I think I, I I'm not I can't say that I was the first person in the theater to catch it, but I was the first person in the theater to out loud laugh because it was just awesome. Yep, <laughs> especially when he's Thor's hold, holding open the eye for the Thorge, the Forge or whatever, and the uh, and Dinklage says something like, "If you like, you will die." <laughs> and Thor's like, "Oh, blah blah blah." blah. Well, no. That's not what dying means. Yeah. <laughs> like that. It was just really good. Well, I like that Thor has no concept of death. <laughs> He's like, yeah, whatever. I can hold open a star. No biggie. Yep. And I, I like <laughs> the idea of him forging a new weapon. And, yeah. it, and it takes its cues from the, the ultimate Thor's hammer in the yep. comics. But man, did it look badass. And, so, and they didn't get rid of his powers. From Ragnarok, how he had learned to yeah. channel lightning, lightning a lot. Yeah. And that's why he was yeah. so badass when he showed up. Yeah, I, I like there's that continuity still there, too. Yeah. So because he's got Stormbringer now, does that mean that Beta Ray Bill's never going to end up in the universe? Uh, well, or technically, he's already we... floating around, according to Ragnarok. Just yeah. the, well, just, just his head. Now we could be more likely to get him. Or he was a defeated champion and he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Hulk killed him. Maybe. We'll see. It, 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 that's one I've never put my my money on that we will ever see, but it's yeah. just I'd kind of like to see it at some point. I think there's more a chance to see Beta Ray Bill now than there ever has been. Sure, oh, yeah. Especially after Ragnarok, like just because it not because his head's on a building, but because it's it's all about space and stuff, yeah. right? And like well, now that they mentioned the uh, that the home world of the Novacore was decimated yeah um, yeah that could be a real big opening for us to get a nova with like you know with the helmet and bucket head. Around bucket head because with the nova core being decimated yeah i i'm sure that wasn't an accidental oh, thing no. it's nothing's accidental in the marvel universe well uh, james gunn's been saying for a long time that he's wanted to work nova into it that uh, nova and adam warlock are like high on his list he just hasn't figured out a way to do it right, right. yet in the original Infinity Gauntlet storyline, Adam Warlock was a more was a major player. Yeah, but yeah. if you hadn't it, like it's it makes sense he's not in this, no, right? It because makes total sense he's not in this. Because if he had come out of nowhere, it just well, like even, well, if he doesn't for the next movie to come out of nowhere to save the day is kind of like. But that was the whole point of. Why? 
That's the whole point of having 18 movies leading up to this one is this so that nobody comes out of nowhere. Exactly. Yeah, with the exception <laughs> of Captain Marvel, apparently. Who? But she wasn't even... The, no, she was just a, like not even in the movie. She was just a little symbol. Yeah, but we're getting her in the yeah. next one, right? But we'll yeah. get her movie but, before Oh, that. that's true. Yeah, yeah. Movie comes out in that. February. we do get her movie first. Yeah, nobody's so. coming out of nowhere. That's the whole point. That, and that's Ant-Man the beauty of this. The summer. Yep. Then next February's Captain Marvel. Yep. And then and end then of April. May or April is Avengers. Yeah, and this yeah. is why this this uh, whole thing is is working so well. Like yep. it's a long time coming, but it's so smooth and seamless. Is because we all we don't need to know. We don't. Nobody is is watching this movie, hopefully, and saying who is that person. <laughs> so here's my theory about Captain Marvel, uh, and it's totally based on the the pager that he that Nick Fury used to contact mm-hmm. her because it's very obviously a piece of hacked 90s tech right Nobody carries a pager like that anymore. Nobody carries a pager anymore. Exactly. Well, I don't think anybody carried a pager like that so, one even in the 90s. So, I'm thinking I'm thinking maybe the reason we haven't seen Captain Marvel is that there was some kind of time time travel, not time travel, but that when Nick contacted her, it was a blast into the past. And so Maybe at the end of the Captain Marvel movie, she will jump from the 90s where that movie is set into the present. I don't know. About I think that. she's just in deep space. Yeah. I think it's just going to be explained that she's off in space doing stuff with the Kree. Yeah. Or she, she's in she's space like doing a, spacey she's, things. Or she's yeah. like a space cop. Well, I just just because of the way the tech looked, I thought, oh, it just looks so 90s. Yeah, maybe. Were, were the Kree the bad guys in the first Guardians? Yes. Okay. Yes, well, and uh, not the, they weren't the bad guys. One of them, Ronan, yeah, yeah, Ronan is the accuser, yeah. and, and he's in, in Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Didn't he die? Yeah, yeah but Captain, Marvel, Captain Marvel was set twenty years ago. Oh, yeah. is it? It right. takes place pre everything. I don't pay attention so to that. So before stuff. we get into our predictions for the next movie, uh, we're supposed to have I, predictions. Well, just ideas and stuff like that. And Kevin's already started off on a little bit. Okay. We're we're uh, going to take a small break from us and uh, well, from three of us. And I'm going to talk to a couple of friends of the show about what they thought of this movie. Sid Campbell of uh, Snowhawk Cosplay, and uh, I'm really honored to be involved here in the Avengers Infinity War, True North Nerds, spectacular. I would love to be uh, in the studio with the gang right now, but uh, unfortunately life gets in the way of life, and uh, I'm on the road for work, so so that's why uh, you know I get to send this in, and Brent can add it to the uh, to the podcast. I had the opportunity to go see uh, Avengers Infinity War on uh, the Thursday, 
opening premiere night and uh, we saw it in 3d the theater was packed uh, actually we uh, you know longtime listener uh, Rex was there so we got to say hi to him real quick as well so that was uh, that was fun um, so infinity war I avoided you know reading much about it you know see some of the uh, the leaked pictures as it was coming out but uh, again we kind of know what to expect it's infinity war if you look at the history of marvel comics one of the in my opinion one of the best stories was infinity gauntlet the uh, six issue arc with uh, george perez and jim starlin well if you've ever read that you know what's going to happen you know that Thanos gets the Infinity Gauntlet, he gets all the Infinity Stones, and he has the powers of the universe. And within a snap of a finger, half of civilization can just disappear. Well, when you've got ten years of Marvel movies, six years of Thanos leading up to this point, you know what's going to happen. You call it Infinity War, you know what's going to happen. He's going to get the stones. And basically that storyline could come in. So going into it, I knew that... Now, this is going to be a spoiler, I guess. I knew going into it, people aren't going to make it out of this alive. So, that going ahead, I knew that, you know, our favorite heroes are not going to walk out at the end of this movie. So, I was prepared for it. You know, it's just a story anyways, right? So, um, all in all, it was a, you know, a good, it was a good movie. Um, I really enjoyed it. I can't really come out and say, it's great, give me time. Um, you know, there's a lot to process. And having that many moving pieces within the story, it's, uh, it could get, you know, there is a lot of moving pieces, as I just said, but getting all those pieces to mash together. Now we get to see the, you know, Doctor Strange interact with Iron Man, and we get to see the guardians interact with them and we get to see you know thor interact with the guardians so he's taking all these franchises and putting them together and not only that each of those franchises had a different vision like james gunn is involved with guardians and several different uh, directors have been involved with thor but after ragnarok with its new diver- direction and and vision and uh, Ryan Coogler with with Black Panther, having all that come in at the same time, um, you know, different styles, different looks, and trying to get them to mash together. There were some things I just, you know, I don't think fit as well. Um, I wasn't. I loved the Guardians of the Galaxy, but I didn't like the Guardians of the Galaxy in this. It just Star Lord just didn't have the same feel as Star Lord. So. I was a little bit disappointed by that, but by no means do I hate the movie because of it, or am I going to be hypercritical of it? There was a lot of great things in this. The battle scenes were epic. Um, A little bit too much comedy, but that being said, I have been critical in the past that superhero movies don't need to be dark. They, you know... They should be made for kids. They should be accessible for kids. So, you know, I want my DC movies a little bit more light. But 
with this being Infinity War and with the background of the story and what can come out of it, some of the jokes were a little bit much. But, you know, again, this superhero movies are made for kids. They're not made for us. Plain and simple. So, uh, yeah, there were a few times where it was a little bit distracting too because we were in a packed house and people were laughing out too loud and I'm trying to stay focused on the story. I wanted to be intent on the action or focus on the action. I want to focus on the story to know what was going on. But again, just, just a small little thing to, to pick on. Um, this was a Thanos movie. I know you've probably heard it somewhere else as well, but no, this is a Thanos movie. I really like Thanos. Um, he's always been portrayed well in the comic books, especially in Infinity Infinity Gauntlet. And even the most despicable character can be likable if you give him a good story. And I think that's one thing Infinity War does. It gives Thanos a good story. You know what he wants to do. You know how he wants to wipe out half of civilization. But I think they make it very clear on what his intentions are. And if he succeeds at what he's doing, how can you not cheer for him at the end? Because if you make it very clear what a character's intentions are, and once you get to those intentions, and once he succeeds his goal, that is the happy ending. Yes, it's going to be horrible for what happens to the rest of the heroes or the rest of civilization. But once that character gets what they want, and the story is told well, that's a happy ending. So, no, there was... uh, Josh Brolin did an amazing job. You know, the first time we saw him in 2012 as as Thanos, um, you know, who who knows what we would have got, but uh, for being a interactive character, being there live, CGI live, <laughs> in front of the audience was great. Um, no, very impressed. Really done well. Now I'm really interested to see what they're going to do with Avengers 4 or see how the other upcoming movies like Ant-Man and the Wasp, which probably takes place before Infinity War, uh, or Captain Marvel, which takes way before, even before Iron Man. So we'll see how those pieces are laid out before we get uh, Avengers 4. But, uh, no, this, um, yeah, going into it, you know the heroes are going to be gone. You know, people are going to die. That's, that's the nature of it. When you, when you pull out something like Infinity War or Infinity Gauntlet, that's what's going to happen. If you've ever read the comic book, you know that that happens within the first couple pages of the book. But, uh, no, just really enjoyed it. Um, you know, is this the end of 10 years of Marvel or is this the midway point? Are we going to see these characters, these actors carry on? Probably some can't due to age, but, uh, I don't think the stories are done being told yet. 
like if even if you consider Thor, um, to me there's lots of great Thor stories left to come. So, you know, even though Asgard is gone and Odin's gone, there's so many great ones. Uh, Beta Ray Bill, you know, if you're looking for that story, Marvel, that can still be told. But, uh, nope. Um, go, go see Infinity War. I got to see it again. Um, you know, how does it rank? Eh, again, Winter Soldier is still a very high movie on my list that, that was spectacular. And the first Avengers movie, just, uh, you know, when we got that for the first time, having all the heroes, you know, the limited number it was at the time, but having them all on screen with each other for the first time was great. So, um, yeah, there was standout characters in this for me was Dr. Strange, Thor, um, Iron Man, of course. Um, unfortunately, yeah, the Guardians just didn't uh, click with me. But uh, Thanos stole the show. Just like he stole the Infinity Stones from us all. So, anyways, um, yeah, I enjoy it. And if you want some uh, a nice geek pick or a nice supplemental read to this, pick up Infinity Gauntlet by Jim Starlin and uh, George Perez. Read it. This is where it came from, and uh, I can't wait for Avengers 4. All right, thanks a lot. So with this episode, we thought we would bring in a lot of uh, friends, both old and new, and a guy that I have known for years now. In fact, before we went on to record this, we were actually talking about the last time we spoke to one another, is the co-creator of the Post Wrestling uh, Podcast Network, and you can hear him on that on numerous podcasts throughout the week. Uh, He has been a guest on previous podcasts of mine. Mr. Wei Ting, how are you, Wei? Hey, Brian. I'm very well, very well. Thank you for having me. So, um, you have been in and out of comics for a while, but you've been digging the movies pretty much all the way along, correct? Yeah, certainly, certainly. I think uh, I, I had a, more of a peak periods in, in my comics fandom, uh, but I think I, I, I really kind of like um, got tired of like event fatigue um, and... So I found the movies to be like they're things that I could dip into maybe once every, you know, several times a year uh, and that don't require, you know, sort of the, the weekly investment that I used to give to towards, you know, my poll list. Yeah. And although funnily, funnily enough, the movie we're talking about is kind of an event book in. Film I know form. it is it um, really is. But listen, no, it's I, it's far from fatiguing. Yes. Know? Um, so did, had you read Infinity Gauntlet before you went into the movie or was this like sort of completely new? Like you had obviously watched the Marvel films up until this point, but had you watched the comic that this is kind of based off of? I hadn't, I, I knew the, the general story and I actually had planned to order it, but, uh, I think, um, I wanted to go into this movie so fresh that I, I, I decided not to. 
Because I think part of the problems uh, I've had myself with, like, you know, whether it be this or Star Wars, would be having too many expectations, you know, and and, and too many points of comparison to the original source material. Uh, when I realize, you know, movies like this are very much their own thing. They they draw from their, their source material as sort of more inspiration, and I give them a lot of credit for that. So, uh, to me, this was the main event, and I wanted to go into this one fresh. Uh, when did you see this? Did you see it opening night, or did you get it in a couple days later? I tried so hard to, like, get tickets for opening night, but I'm somebody who hates 3D, so I, I oh. had to, like... I needed to wait for like a proper, you know, 2D uh, IMAX uh, experience and everything by the time I went to get tickets where it was like completely sold out, like where I I need like it, to my available uh, theaters. So I had to wait till like Saturday. Yeah, I can dig that because uh, my wife and I want to go see it a second time and showings around here are very filled, like getting mm. a half decent seat is going to be tricky for us for at least this week, maybe next week too. Um, so what did you think of the movie? I thought it was excellent. Uh, I, I mean, I'm, I don't think I'm really going against the grain, uh, with that opinion, but I thought it was just, uh, incredibly, um, daring. First of all, like it really just puts into perspective, um, what they've accomplished, uh, not just with the movie, but with the past 10 years in trying to create this, like a narrative that builds all the way up. Uh, over 19, 18 movies encompassing so many different characters all the way up until now, um, I, I felt incredibly satisfied. Like they managed to make a movie that wasn't too crowded, that felt like it gave, you know, I'm not going to say it, it developed every every character, but the characters that I think were important, they gave uh, plenty of development to, especially, you know, the, the main villain involved here, Thanos. And uh, uh, overall, I loved the fact that the bad guy won, you know, at the end of this one. I think that might be my favorite thing about it. Yeah, it's it's a little unusual for, especially for North American uh, action films and superhero films, for that to happen. It's mm-hmm. uh, you know we're we're used for to a Disney the good guy coming through, but the yeah uh, for for a Disney movie period uh, or or really yeah any any type of uh, you know PG thirteen uh, action movie. I would say any movie period, any story period. Typically, you know, the unless you kind of have these long stretches with like whether it be like Star Wars or Harry Potter. But even then, in those scenarios, I would say that it's still kind of daring. Um, but this, of course, maximizes your your profit. Yeah, because uh, now way. you have to go see the next one, whether you were or not. The it, now you have to. But but it's so awesome that like we basically get a full year to like experience this loss you know what i mean like we get to like have a whole year to like digest uh you know and and to really kind of feel like what the motivation is for the the heroes to come back and beat the bad guy uh and and i think what makes this one probably more even more interesting than let's say the empire strikes back or like some other movies is that there are two other movies that they're producing and that they're releasing in between and I mean, I don't know exactly how much Ant-Man and the Wasp or, or Captain Marvel are going to fit into it. But I would certainly say, I mean, Captain Marvel might have uh, a bit more ramifications. But I'm not going to completely discount Ant-Man either, uh, at least like with, you know, I'm sure like the post credit scenes will, will probably directly mm, mm, comment on the events of Infinity War. So, I, I mean, I find that to be a pretty interesting thing, too. Was there uh, any scene or character that really stood out to you? Well, aside from Thanos, um, 
I think Gamora really, uh, you know, they 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 kind of developed her and gave her a lot more emotion uh, in this movie than probably either of the Guardians movies. Um, I feel like, you know, the continuation of sort of like the, the wisecracking Thor, I really enjoy. Um, it's almost like a completely different character than, than what he was like prior to Ragnarok. Yeah. Uh, or at least like an exaggerated version of like, you know, the funny side of that, that Thor. Um, I'm trying to think who else. I think Doctor Strange, too. They like, you know, now that we've kind of gotten through his origin story, we can just like get to like the cool like powers and the cool effects. We didn't we probably haven't even seen that in, in full force, but at least like he had some pretty good moments here. Hmm. It's it's funny you mentioned uh, Thor because we, we spoke about it in the, the main bulk of our episode that it's Thor 2 is kind of the forgotten Marvel movie at this point. <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, a couple of people were like, "Well, where did where did that gem come from?" And I'm like, "Oh, that was that was the Dark World stuff." Remember? And everybody's like, "Oh yeah," because it, mm-hmm. like you said, it's almost a different franchise at this point after Ragnarok. And but it sounds of like Chris Helmsworth. That's if he does another one, that's what it's going to stay at. So, oh, I th- and I think we're all more than happy. Like Thor was definitely always a tough one, you know. I think. I mean, I, I would have said all of them would be tough ones. Like, I would have said Iron Man was a tough one if you're going to pitch a multi multi million dollar movie starring Iron Man. But mm. I mean, seeing that in effect, it was was you can. I mean, yeah, it totally makes sense. But like Thor, as like with all the mystical stuff, I think was a bit of a tough sell. Um, and they did probably about as good of a job as I expected them to for that first movie. Second movie, maybe they're still trying to like navigate that. Um, but third movie, taking him out into space and making him more of a sci-fi, uh, like a Flash Gordon type of character, I th- I thought was brilliant. So um, we we have been asking everybody, did you have any nitpicks about the movie or anything you would have changed going through it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, certainly the, it's not a perfect movie. Uh, well, well, let me ask you, Brent. Is this your, like how does this rank amongst your your favorites? Uh, it's it's up there. Winter Soldier's long been kind of my gold standard, and then Black Panther came along, and Black Panther's really good as mm-hmm. as a film. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's definitely probably in the top five, maybe in the top three. I, I, I would I kind of want to see it again before I put it in a real sort of placement spot but yeah. uh I, so it, I i really enjoyed it my my nitpicks of the of the film are are not so much nitpicks as they're it, more of a i kind of wish they could have done that but it's not really important like what or i'm sure you've already mentioned it but i i'm kind of curious uh, oh that, no worries um i i wish the so the the marvel tv division and the the film division are are ran mm-hmm. by two separate entities at this point Mm-hmm. And they don't get along very well. And it would have kind of been nice if the Netflix shows and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had gotten a little bit of an acknowledgement somewhere. Like, just a, a, like as a brief cameo, you see like Luke Cage and Iron Fist punching ninjas, and then one of them fades away at the end of the movie, right? Like, just yeah. something something like that would have been kind of nice, just to unify the whole world. Because technically, they are still in the same space. They do mention little bits of one another, but not not according to Feige, though. Yeah, like, he, like, he's backing off of it and has been for the last couple of years. Yeah, what was really what's really interesting uh, is that like um, you know I don't know how much you follow like the Lego sets. I'm a huge Lego fan, and okay. like 
there's actually a small Easter egg in one of the like they released like a Sanctum Sanctorum Sanctorium uh, set, and like it comes with like a newspaper uh, little stand, like a news newspaper uh, box, yeah, dispenser, whatever that has a uh, Daredevil uh, daily what's the New York Post uh, newspaper in it. Oh, huh. I but do. I think that's just more like Lego, you know, having yeah. fun with it. Lego's also um, notorious for spoiling the films. Oh, I know. Well, I know. It's not completely their fault, right? It's they they have a production lead in time and they have to sell it to the the companies that buy their product, but Yeah. It's very hard to avoid. Uh but as far as like my nitpicks, I'm going to say maybe uh for me I found the relationship between Vision and Scarlet Witch pretty kind of tough to buy. Um like I found well, first of all, Vision is just not a very relatable character, uh, period. He's just he, – he's an android. Uh, but you know, not to say like you can't make him relatable because I think even – you know, it, that's the thing about him is that like despite being an android, he is should be somebody who feels a lot more like a human. He hasn't had enough screen time um, to kind of develop that. Uh, and same with Scarlet Witch who – I I mean I've never really kind of gotten into even in the comics like but in the movies like she she just feels uh, she feels a bit like a jerk to be honest because like especially like I get it if you're like in love with somebody so much that you're willing to basically uh, be selfish enough to not fight in this final battle and basically not save the universe uh, in order to save this person's life I get it. I just didn't feel like it was earned by the time that she had to make that decision. And as a result, like to me, she came across like a total, total asshole. <laughs> that's a, that's an interesting point that we haven't got yet. Um, yeah. I, I, I think it's one of those things for me that it is a little bit of an underdeveloped relationship in, in some ways. We, like you said, it's just, they just haven't had the screen time to even really promote it. The, the, I guess they're kind of trying to hint at that at the beginning of the film with them saying that they've been, sneaking off with one another another over the past couple of years but it, in some ways it might be better like you said if they had showed it i also like i'm also wondering if they because like um you know we i guess we can talk about like who who you think manages to come back and who doesn't come back because oh yeah i wonder if the vision will come back because i would say like the both of them are almost way too overpowered to like mm, you know almost like the superman effect where like mm. it's kind of hard to like have them have the Avengers feel like they're underdogs when you have two people as powerful as uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision. So who who do you think comes back and who doesn't? I, I don't know. Right now I'm kind of leaning towards the, um, a little bit to the gauntlet theory, uh, which mm-hmm. is floating around is that the, the people that we see that are killed by the infinity gauntlet at the end of the film that with the, the snap of the fingers, those are the characters we'll see back. But the characters that were, killed before that by different means like so Gamora and Loki and uh and and Hemdall those those guys they're they're dead dead cuz mm-hmm. they were killed on screen with without the use of the gauntlet um Vision's the only one that I'm like uh he might come back just because they they made a kind of a point of saying that they were almost done reconfiguring him or whatever before he joined the battle so maybe he can be repaired. And in the comics, he's been brought back and rebuilt like numerous times. So it wouldn't be out of the realm of the ordinary. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I feel like like uh, Vision is like he's a cool character. I think he's extremely marketable. Uh, maybe he'll have to come back with a bit of like a depowering 
I feel um, like a lowering of his power level somehow. Mm. Um, I, it's also hard for me to see them kill off Gamora, you know. Um, and I think the fact that like she exists in this like soul plane uh, with Thanos would probably suggest that she might be able to be brought back another, yeah. a different way. That that is definitely a possibility. Mm. Um, well, we've seen that with the Red Skull, right? Which was, uh, I guess, the surprise nobody expected coming in into it. This mm-hmm. week. Especially since the original actor had basically said he was never going to do it. They mm-hmm. they found somebody else, but I, I, I was I was I didn't completely understand all that. So he got sucked in by the Tesseract after uh in in, in the nineteen forties. Yep. And, and it somehow brought him here. Yeah, I guess he just it, it stuck him there as one of the gems guardians ever since. And and, and can like does he need to eat to survive? Uh-huh. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it because that planet looks barren. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't look like there was much on it other than him, smoke, and more rock. Yeah. Uh, um. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I I just kind of thought it was a nice way to. He was one of the loose ends from one of the earlier films, yeah. right? And now we True. know what happened to him, and it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter. But now uh, there's something. I, w- there. I wonder if they originally had plans to bring him back in, in the present. I always wondered if he was going to be um, brought back as Robert Redford's character in Winter Soldier. Like oh, interesting. He, he had been my thought when I first saw that Redford had been cast as like, well, he's kind of the right age mm-hmm. that he would like, you know, with some plastic surgery or a mask or however they want to do it, that he could be that character. Like he he reawakened a long time before Cap did, but. I, I don't know if that was ever originally part of the plan or if, or not, but I, I don't know if that would have made that movie better either. Cause like, no. I feel like, I feel like of all the movies, that one is maybe very much grounded in reality and to have a guy like peel off his face to reveal the red skull underneath. Mm, yeah. I wonder, I wonder how that would turn out. Yeah. So, um, I'm taking it by, uh, by all your reactions. This was a big thumbs up movie for you. Yeah, I feel like they usually like all the MCU movies usually are. Uh, it's hard for me to kind of walk out one of them. I would say like especially for this Phase Three, where uh, I think they they managed to be very strong with all of their releases. I would say maybe the weakest one being Doctor Strange, and I I came out of that one pretty satisfied too. Yeah. So, yeah, this was a big thumbs up for me. So, is there anything you're hoping to see or look forward to in the next one? I think it's really cool how they managed to keep all the uh, OG Avengers like behind to basically save the day for the other guys. Um, I think it'll be like a nice little swan song for for the five of them, and in particular, probably the the few that aren't coming back. And um, I think we can all continue the speculation for the next year of who will actually die. Um, and I expect that at least either Tony or Steve Rogers to uh, not make it. Oh, good. Somebody else who agrees with me. <laughs> Are there people who don't who think they'll both make it? Through? Um, there, there. It, it seems there's uh, a couple of the members of uh of my show that seem to think that they they might both make it. Um, it's very possible. Yeah, I mean, I, I think really weirdly, it kind of depends on the contracts that they have signed or re-signed at this point. Because mm. like with with next movie, I think technically everybody should be done who was signed in those original years. But that doesn't mean that they haven't signed something that we don't know about, right? Like, oh, I feel like their pocketbooks are limitless at this point. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, let's dip uh, for my last question here. Let's dip uh, our toes into your world of podcasting a little bit. 
So at this point, who is the better wrestler turned actor, The Rock or uh, Dave Bautista? Wow. I wouldn't even <laughs> think that would be much of a contest, like maybe, you know, five, like uh, certainly like three years ago, even after the first Guardians. But um, I'm going to have to still say The Rock. Like The Rock is a leading man. The Rock, like, uh, I don't know how much money, like they, how they compare, but I would still assume The Rock to be probably uh, quite quite beyond Dave Batista. Oh, definitely. Uh, He's been in yeah. what three Fast and Furious films at this point? Yeah. Like yeah. in The Rock, like I think is a, probably a bit more versatile. I haven't seen the range of Dave Bautista yet, but I think he's fantastically cast as Drax the Destroyer, mm. and he he gives a great performance as Drax. I haven't seen the Bond movie. I haven't I haven't seen uh, what's what's the other one that he was in the big one? Uh, Blade Runner. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Oh, Have you? he's great in Blade Runner. Okay, maybe yeah. I'll check those out. But I, I but I, I still have to side with The Rock. Like I I I, I put The Rock over a lot of like Hollywood actors. Yeah, certainly. so would I actually. Yeah. Um, so, uh, as I let you go, where can our listeners check you out if they're interested in the world of pro wrestling? Yeah, you can check out, uh, all of our podcasts where, uh, I give a similar, you know, type of analysis, but towards, uh, the more cosmic adventures of, uh, the WWE, uh, and that's <laughs> at postwrestling.com. We review Raw, we review SmackDown, we review all the WWE pay-per-views. If you really like us, you can go to postwrestlingcafe.com. That's our Patreon where we get, uh, where we review basically all the other, uh, you know, uh, supplemental material, including a lot of New Japan, including, uh, uh, you know, old WWF shows. So do check all those things out. One, two, three, four. So, listeners, uh, we could not talk uh, Avengers Infinity War without talking to our following guest. He was on our Black Panther episode. He is the co-host of uh, Keep It 2000 on the Post Wrestling Network. He is also the co-host of Kings of Sport. And maybe more importantly for our listeners, always forward a podcast about the Luke Cage Netflix show, which will return this summer along with the Netflix show. It is brother Nate Milton. How you doing? Wakanda forever? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, best response I've gotten so far. <laughs> uh, I'm doing good, brother Brent. It is, is always good to talk to you, my friend. When when it comes to uh, these Marvel projects, uh, like you mentioned, uh, we got Always Forward coming back this summer, and I just watched the uh, Luke Cage trailer today. Uh, and I am I am pumped for season two of Luke Cage. Yeah, me too. Uh, it's been it's it's one of my fa- uh, I keep going back on which of the Netflix shows is my favorite, and it, it, I really like season two of Daredevil, even though a lot of people don't. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, Luke Cage. I think Luke Cage, out of all of them, is more solid all the way through, despite having a little bit of a wonky ending to it. Yes, I, I think. You know, we talked about this on the show. I think the thing that maybe separates Luke Cage from the other Netflix shows, even though, you know, I think they're all uh, quality productions, is Luke Cage feels the most of its own, you know, thread. You know, it, it has its own flavor. It has its own soundtrack. It has its own look and feel that, that's different from any of the other shows. And just going by the the uh, trailer that they, that they put out, I think that, you know, they're, they're even cranking that up. 
in, in season two where it's like, oh, you thought uh, last year was uh, colorful, for lack of a better term? Uh, this, <laughs> this year we're turning the colors up to 11. So I, I think it's going to be a fun ride. Uh, I'm hoping that it'll be a, a smooth ride when we get to the end because that's kind of been the issue for a lot of these Marvel Netflix shows. Yeah, no, I completely the, the, the agree. Beginning, the takeoff is great, but how do we land this thing? Yeah, it's a, I, I always wonder if it's something to do like with the the fact that uh, the Netflix shows seem to be guaranteed to like their contracts are have to do X amount of episodes. And yeah. I think that's why maybe we get those filler episodes cuz they they write it and then realize that like, oh, we we're we're missing two. Uh... <laughs> right. It is like wait, like uh, you know, it, granted this wasn't on Netflix, but it was a uh show on the CW this past year. I thought Black Lightning for a shorter series did not have one lull, did not have one part of the story where I was just kind of sitting there like, when are we going to get to the fireworks factory or the lightning factory? And and so I think you got to get to the point where if you're a creator and far be it for me to tell people that are making millions of dollars hand over fist what to do oh, today yeah. <laughs> with their product. But, uh, you know, write, write the story that you want to write. And then if that's an eight episode story or a nine episode story or a 15 episode story, let that be the length of the show instead of trying to conform to some arbitrary number. Yeah, no, I, I'm very much of that opinion, especially as of late with, with anything that's on a streaming service, especially like a streaming service or an HBO or a Showtime. Yeah. They, they, it's, they should not have set episode rules. And it, and to be fair, those ones seem to be sort of going with that. Like Game of Thrones, for instance, is like, I think the next season's only like four episodes or something like that. They're all okay. going to be a little bit longer, but like, that. Th- there's your model right there, right? But as much as I would love to talk more Netflix shows with you, let's get to the matter at hand. Nate, I, I take it you have seen uh, the uh, Avengers Infinity War. Uh, when did you get a chance to see it? I saw Infinity War on the, it would have been the Tuesday following the release. Uh, so that uh, Tuesday of last week. Okay, so you you didn't see it opening night, but you did see it. Is, uh, the theaters down there, is Tuesday a cheap night for you guys or no? Uh. Tuesday can be a cheap night, depending but uh, on which chain or whatever, yeah, depending okay. on which chain you go to, uh, this wasn't a cheap night, but, uh, you know, not to spoil my, my thoughts, but, uh, it was worth the money. And I think, Oh yeah. I, I didn't like, I was, I was, I was kind of proud of myself that I, uh, avoided some of the spoilers, man, because, and I think credit to the, the Marvel and then superhero community and as a whole, cause I haven't seen a lot of people being, you know, dicks for lack of a better term and spoiling the spoiling this thing even you know now we're a couple weeks out after the movie and i've still seen people being fairly respectful yeah every once in a while you see a little bit of a meme joke that if you haven't seen the movie doesn't really spoil it yeah but those have only even started really coming out within like i would say this weekend so it's the film's been out for a solid week at this point which is pretty good Usually there is at least (laughs) something that comes out that I'm like, ah, that that ruins it. (laughs) So um, what did you think, Nate? I liked it. I liked it a lot, but I didn't love it. Oh, really? Okay. I, I think that, you know, this is a movie that has a lot of weight and a lot of gravity to it. It's. It's if you're going in expecting this to be, you know, another shoot 'em up like uh, Age of Ultron, 
this is not that movie. Yes, there are action scenes and plenty of them, but there's a weight and a gravity to this movie that uh, I don't think I was expecting when I went into it. Uh, I like a lot of the story elements. I like a lot of the character meetups, uh, but there's just a couple things that, to me, keep this from being uh, a great movie. Like I think it's a really, really good movie. Uh, and again, this is kind of part one of a story. So maybe if I can go back, you know, a year from now and watch everything in total, my thoughts on uh, Infinity World change. But for right now, um, I think it's it's a really solid movie, uh, but it's just kind of under that, you know, top five level for me. Okay. So um, what issues did you, did you, did you pick up with the movie then? Cause uh, I'll, I'll be honest that the, uh, the, the, my other co host and I, we all really enjoyed the film. And for the most part, we were kind of like, well, I don't see what's wrong with it. So it's, it's good to have <laughs> a, a little bit of a dissenting opinion to, to kind of put more of a focus on it, to be honest with you. Uh, for me, it's 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 not a lot of issues. It's it's a couple of uh, just a couple of things. Uh, I think, uh, for one, I felt that the newer characters were underutilized, uh, particularly if you're somebody. And and granted, you know the, the Marvel's going to advertise what they know will get people in the theaters. And if you're somebody, you know, I knew what this movie was going to be about. But if you're somebody who's just going by the trailers, you would have thought this was uh, Black Panther two. Yeah, no, I, I can completely see that one now that you mention it. Yeah, because it, and, it's heavy in the promotion for it. Yes. And so I thought that, you know, the lack of uh, the Wakandan element to it, I thought, you know, they T'Challa was pretty much just a bit character in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that the Guardians, you know, they, they had their moments, but I I kind of felt like due to the way that the groupings were, were paired up, I didn't get my guardians fix that I really needed, uh, except for, you know, their introduction scene is great yes. uh, with the spinners and rubber band, man. And, and the, when, when Thor, you know, comes in like, that's a, a great scene, but I could use more from the guardians. Uh, I could use more cap. Uh, I think we'll get that in the next movie. Uh, but I could use more cap in this. Uh, I think the, and I don't want to be the, the, that guy or that girl that's like, oh, these these deaths didn't mean anything because they're going to be reversed in the next movie. But there were some deaths that really didn't hit me. Oh, okay. I I mean, uh, like Peter, Peter hit me. Okay. Uh, the, T'Challa? Yeah. T'Challa did not. <laughs> really? Because, and it, and I guess it, it's it's part the, you know having the knowledge in the back of my mind they just made you know a billion dollars with this picture oh yeah yeah it's sort it's one of those things that like well you know that they're same with we know that Spider Man's coming back regardless right it's like they're wrestling fans it's kind of like you know I know the Undertaker is not a technical dead man a literal dead man yes. <laughs> There's a suspicion of disbelief that I that I buy into, and and when they tell the story really well on it from a wrestling standpoint, I'm I'm invested. Uh, but with this, I thought the story was told well, but I did not buy you know T'Challa and, and some of the other characters. Uh, I didn't I didn't buy Spider Man, but I just thought that moment was so heart wrenching that I, that I felt it. Uh, the the other thing for me, and this this might be the biggest complaint for me, Brent, is if you don't buy into the Vision Scarlet Witch romance plot, mm-hmm. movie kind of has a lull in the middle of a dull patch. 
Yeah, it's funny you should mention that because uh, I talked to uh, a mutual friend of both of ours, Wei Ting, uh, on yes. Friday of last week, I think. Thursday or Friday. And he said something very similar, actually, that, that I, I, I've i heard both sides from people. Uh, one of our co-hosts uh, thought the... Uh, the the relationship had built up fairly well for what for the amount that you can actually see those characters and that yes. I think that's part of the issue there and then I've heard a couple people like yourself and Way who are like eh, it's just like yeah it was off screen but you really didn't feel it at at all so when that moment comes at the end of the movie there's nothing really there yes and and I was I, that's how I felt and and. Yes, things can happen in between movies and you can still buy into the relationship like but I think it 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 depends on how much you have invested in those characters prior to the movie. Hmm. For instance, if we had some type of scene between Cap and Tony, I would have been I would have been to pieces. Yeah. And you know, granted there's, you know, there's the same amount of time has passed for Cap and Tony as has passed for Vision and Wanda, but that relationship has a lot more weight behind it whereas with the Vision and the Scarlet Witch, Yes, we we saw the building block to this in Civil War, but I don't think like you can make a logical leap, but I think maybe I needed more of the lines colored in to show why she is so intent on not, you know, taking him for his word and sacrificing him when when the fate of the universe is is at stake. Like I don't know if I bought if I bought their relationship that much that she would make that choice. Well, I think that's a, a very fair argument. Um, now, one of the things that I thought of when I was watching the movie and a scene came up that I completely and utterly just thought of you during it was when we got to see Shuri with Banner. Yes. Uh, when last we spoke about this, you were really hoping for the uh, the Shuri-Tony Stark scene <laughs> to, to pop up in this film. Did uh, did the Banner meeting, did that tide you over a little bit until we, we get their eventual meeting possibly in the next film? And that's why I'm I am so hoping that uh, Shuri is not uh, one of the departed because I, I need that scene uh, in, in the next movie. But, yes, I, I love just the matter of fact way where she's like, you know, why didn't you do this, this and this? And, and Bruce is just we we didn't think of that. And mm. again, Bruce Banner, one of the smartest minds in the MCU is still lacking, you know, in terms of his knowledge and his creativity when in the face of Shuri. And so, yeah, I think Shuri is going to be a bright light in the MCU and for years to come. Yeah. Another one of my favorite scenes was in Wakanda when we had the big battle and Wanda decides to step on the field and just wreck shop with it, with her powers. And you have a take that beat and look and why wasn't she down here the entire time? <laughs> like, yeah. I, I love that interaction, uh, particularly with the, with the women in that scene. Uh, so yeah, that, like like I said, man, that, I know it sounds like I'm coming off pretty negative here at the start, but there was a lot that I liked about it. It yeah. just wasn't a perfect movie for me. Yeah, no, I, I I can see that. It's a there are plenty of movies out there that I I rather like, and then you know it's they're just not as amazing as some people might think they are. <laughs> it's 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 all a matter of personal opinion, and I think that's like that's what's missing. Not to go off on a tangent, I think that's kind of what's missing in the internet world of reviewing everything. Yes. That, like, it is possible, one, not to like something, but it's also possible to not like certain things and things and still actually like the thing. 
Yes, yes. And yeah, everything doesn't have to be either the best thing ever with no flaws or the worst thing ever that's only flaws. Like there there's room for nuance. Now, is there is there anything else you would change in the film if you if you were given a, a big budget to reshoot some stuff or is is that kind of about it at this point? Uh, the the only thing, and, and I, I don't want to I don't want to upset people who are who are big fan of uh, the Dinkles, as Ken Peel would call him. Uh, but I could have done with a little bit less Peter Dinklage. <laughs> That's one that like I keep going back and forth on. It, it like I, I kind of want to see the movie again to see how I react to yeah, it. because yeah. I was the I was the only one in our theater to express out loud when he popped up. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, because <laughs> yeah, I thought it was awesome a, that he was a giant. It's a neat little character, but I don't know if we stayed with that scene too long. It almost, to me, to a certain extent, too, the voiceover he did, like now that I've had time to think about it, almost feels like something he would do in a Saturday Night Live sketch. Mm. You know what I mean? Just that maybe it was me, or maybe it was just how it was filmed or just that maybe I'm rethinking it wrong at this point, but it, it kind of feels like how he would have done something in a sketch that would have been making fun of game of Thrones or something like that. But yes. It wasn't awful by any stretch, but it was, it, it does sort of for the last little while I've been thinking about it. I'm like that kind of sticks out a little bit. It, it feels like it should have been in another movie. I guess that, that's the easiest way that I could say it. It feels like if Rocket and Thor or the Guardians and Thor had a spinoff, yeah, I could see that in that yeah. movie. But in, in, in this movie where we had so much to get to and so many characters to serve, in a movie where, you know, and I hate to keep going back to it, but uh, Black Panther gets kind of short-shrifted. We're spending, you know, 15 minutes with Peter Dinklage. I, I don't I, like I think there would have been a better way to still have that that those scenes because I do like the I like the opening scene with Dinklage and I like the end where mm. we get the weapon. But a lot of that in the middle, I felt could have been either eliminated altogether or condensed. Yeah, you know what? Maybe that's it. Like if this had been in, if that scene had been in Ragnarok, I don't think mm. I would have had an issue with it like one bit. Or like the, right. the sequel to Ragnarok, but it, yeah, now that that makes sense, <laughs> way to bring it into focus, Nate. <laughs> it's what I do. So, um, with uh, what you were saying earlier, we've we've got the first part. We know the second part's coming, despite the fact that they've uh, they had kind of denied for the last three years that it was they were not completely connected. Uh, they obviously are going to be. Uh, yes. What are you? It's it's all you, connected, as as someone once said. Yeah. So, what are you uh, expecting out of the the next Avengers film, and what would you like out of the next Avengers film? I mean, if this movie is not one long love letter to uh, the the Cap Tony relationship, uh, <laughs> I will be a little bit disappointed because I think. You know, I'm, obviously, I'm not the first person to notice it, but in the theater, I was just looking at, you know, how the players were being set up and who was uh, being moved off of the chessboard and who was remaining. And it's like, wait a minute, except for, you know, a couple of the new people, all we've got are the original Avengers. Yeah. And so that's kind of when, like, I think I knew Tony or, and or Cap weren't, weren't going to die when I started seeing who was disappearing because it's like, no, you can't have... Robert Downey Jr. or Chris Evans leave the universe without 
reconciling. Uh, that's a, it's, it'd be a gut punch for the fans and B as a storyteller, I think that's leaving a lot on the table in terms of what you could do to provide drama and things of that nature. So I am looking forward to seeing the, the OG Avengers, uh, sans Sam Jackson, uh, uh, reunite. Uh, I definitely want as much Tony and cap as they can give me, uh, because I have a feeling that this might be it for both of them. And I, I am, I'm going to uh, be pretty emotional about that because I think those two guys are, you know, the, the heart and soul of the MCU. And so to be the, the passing the torch moment to use a wrestling term, uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what Captain Marvel will bring to this. Uh, I love that post credit scene with uh, the space beeper. Yeah. Uh, just, <laughs> like, I, I, now I, I, I have a confession because I really was not too intrigued in going to see Captain Marvel. Fair I would have gotten around to it eventually, but that post credit scene was brilliant because now you've got people intrigued about who this person is and what they mean to the Infinity War story. But also, it's a flashback movie set in the 90s with Samuel Jackson. Yeah. I'm here for that. Where he's got two eyes this time, he's or at least for eyes. a little bit of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And I guess the other thing I want to see is how they undo what's been done and which desks stick and which desks are reversible. And I think the way they do that will go a long way to not only uh, forming how I feel about part two, but how I feel about this movie. Because I think if they stick the landing, then a lot of maybe some of the faults I have with Infinity War mm. will be rectified in hindsight. But as of right now, like I still got like like we talked about earlier, I still got some quibbles here and there. Yeah, no, I, I can completely see that. Uh, earlier in this episode, I went on we we sidetracked and I went on a big diatribe about uh, 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 what was it called the the Sixth Sense the the Bruce Willis movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I was one of those people that I did not see that ending coming until it happened in the theater. And I hated that movie until the ending. <laughs> like, I was like, this movie is garbage. They're going to open up a ghost detective agency. This is stupid. <laughs> and and then, you realize, then when the reveal comes, I'm like, oh, yes. this is amazing. <laughs> I have to watch this ten more times. Well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Alrighty, Nate. So, uh, for our listeners who are uh, enjoying what you have to say, where can they find you on the interwebs and at what times? Because you are all over the place. You can pretty much get Nate Milton three or four times a week at this point. Yeah, you can hear me pretty much anywhere uh, on these podcast streets. Uh, you know, I, I talk about everything from sports to pro wrestling to comic book stuff to. Uh, Anything that pops into my mind, sometimes I get political. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to set balance to the universe, and uh, you know, it's, there's nothing wrong with that, as we saw in this movie. Uh, but if you want to hear more from me, you can check me out on the Kings of Sport with myself and Yahoo Sports Marcus Vandenberg. Uh, you can check me out on Keep It 2000, which is a review show that checks out old episodes of WCW Monday Nitro from the year 2000, which is generally considered one of the worst time periods for any company in the history of pro wrestling. Uh, That's a show that comes out bi-weekly on the Post Wrestling Network. Uh, And as Brother Brent mentioned off the top, 
Always Forward is a Luke Cage podcast that will be returning this summer. Checking out uh, episodes of Marvel's Netflix's Luke Cage, uh, Netflix Marvel's Luke Cage, however they want to say that. I make sure everybody gets paid. Uh, it's myself and Ephraim Guzman. And this year we might have guest hosts and, uh, you know, we'll certainly have some guests on. Uh, Brent has got the open invite, uh, being a returning commentator from last year. But, oh, uh, sweet. I, I am looking forward to it. <laughs> I've got a feeling this is going to be a, a good season of Luke Cage. And, and it's, it's, a good, it's a good time for uh, fans of comic books and comic book movies and comic book TV shows because there's a lot of quality programming out there you know from the mcu stuff to the cw shows if that's what you like and and even you know the dc stuff on on, on the big screen so uh yeah it's a, it's a good time to be a, a a nerd or a geek so uh yeah let's let's enjoy it people thanks a lot nate oh hold on, hold on brent i don't i don't feel so good nate i don't want to go brent i don't want to go all right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. That's so weird to do. I can't believe they said that. that. Oh, my gosh. To hear that come out of his mouth? Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm still in shock. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I figure we'll end off this podcast with our, our thoughts on uh, what the next one might be. We, we kind of know that like things are going to be semi-status quo by the end of the film. Like, Spider-Man's going to come back because he's got another couple of movies to do. Black Panther is the most popular character they've got yeah, in the Marvel Cinematic so. Universe right now. There's no way he's staying dead. Yep. Yeah. There will be riots if Black Panther doesn't come back. Yeah. But what do you think might be happen in the next one? Like, like is, there, is there something key that nobody's really... Without spoiling it for people it. who haven't read the Infinity War comic. Well, no, if you've read it, <laughs> if you've read the Infinity Gauntlet, it's not really the same story. No. It's the same general concept. plot and concept. Yeah, but really, the Infinity Gauntlet comic starts the way this movie ends. Yes, with, oh. every, with half of the of people blinking out of existence, mm-hmm. oh. and then they go and try to fight Thanos, and he kicks all their asses. <laughs> I wonder, um, and, and this is going deep comic nerdery, but Thanos, Thanos comes from the race of the Eternals, right? The the Eternals who and live on Titan. And we know that they're making an Eternals movie. I at just this heard point. that. Yeah, it? yeah. It's on. They they don't have a date, but it's it's. They announced that it's something that they want to do. It, it kind of oh, came okay. on the heels of the New Gods announcement. And yeah, so Eternals is kind of d- like Marvel's New Gods almost, right? Yeah. Star Fox was one of the Eternals, and Cersei, those were a couple of characters who had appeared in the Avengers. So I have to wonder if um, the timey-wimey reset will also include the rebuild of Titan. Uh, which mm, maybe you know, so was um, that his world that went kaputty? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The moon. Well, it's, it's supposed it's to be actually the, the moon of Saturn. Yeah, yeah. in the comics, yeah. it was. Well, I don't know if it's supposed to still be the same. Yeah, they never, they they never said anything about Saturn. Yeah, they yeah. did say Saturn. Did they? Oh, did yeah. they? Did they? Oh, I missed that. So I have to wonder if the Eternals I'm will show sure up. They did. Um, that's that's my one thing. Ryan, anything? Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. Unless, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they can, you know, get off the planet to try to find Thanos, to find the Infinity Gauntlet, because, well, he's no longer on Earth. 
Yeah, that's it. Well, and I guess that's on maybe Earth. where Captain right? Marvel comes in, too. Well, we right? don't know where he is. I, I did read speculation. People were wondering if he's on Soul World. Oh, yeah, because Which that's, is a, inside that's in... The soul, is that inside the Soul it, Stone? Yeah, it's in the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. That wouldn't be too far from... But then that's a whole new concept, too, of, okay, well, what the heck is... Where is this? What is it? Where yeah. is it? How did he get to it? Uh, it'll be interesting when they... To incorporate Ant-Man and Wasp... Uh, and, and we'll see what because they're on, they are in the next film. Yeah, they, they have they, they said they've said that from the get go that they're in four, but there was never any Game kind of word if they're in three yeah. or not. And I guess well, from as much as uh, you know, Hawkeye wasn't doing anything. Clearly, he was working with Maria Hill and Nick Fury, still doing things. Yeah. Well, they did say that it w- he was working with them. That's the end. As, yeah, that's as part of said. his yeah. parole or whatever yeah. it is. Well, that's not working. Well, his parole wouldn't be working with Nick Fury. If anything, Nick Fury's still a wanted man. Is he? Oh, I yeah, thought he I was dead. He's, yeah. no, everybody well, thinks yeah, he's everybody the yeah. Yeah. So he's not he's a wanted dead. man. Everybody thinks he's dead. Yeah, so he's yeah. not working with the government. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I guess. Oh, I don't really. Yeah. Other than everybody's. By the end of it, in theory, most of them, if not everybody, won't be alive again. I think so. I think it, I think one of the major I think it, Cap or Iron Man's still going to bite it by the end of the the next one. Oh, I agree. It's probably be Iron Man. Maybe he'll bite it f- defeating Thanos, so like the ultimate sacrifice. I, in some ways, I can see it being more Cap. Yeah, I think I'm not just, be just because that's you, the that's the last I, push I Tony needs I, well, to defeat I Thanos. See Iron Man retiring from Iron Man and us getting a new character in the suit and him playing a mentor role, kind of what he's yeah. doing with Spider Man. Maybe yeah, introducing Riri. That wouldn't be a bad idea. I'd be all for Ruby that. Ruby Johnson, the the black woman that where's it? Uh, Ironheart is that oh, what they're calling I think her? So, something yeah, like that. it's in the comics, mm. and it's not a bad idea. Yes. Yeah. I want uh, Spider Man and Squirrel Girl to save the day. I I don't think we'll see Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl didn't disappear, and she finds Thanos. Part of a TV show that currently doesn't have a home. Yeah. Yeah. No, see, my prediction is Squirrel Girl finds Thanos and talks him into. It makes him see the error of his ways and talks him into reversing his decision, and then he sets everything back again. Well, she did kick his ass once upon a time. She's kicked everybody's ass, but then once she no. only she kicks their ass enough so that they'll listen to her, and then she they come to a compromise. No, but in her first appearance, she kicks Thanos's ass. <laughs> it's canon. She's also kicked Galactus's ass. Yeah. They're buddies now. She's buddies with Craven the Hunter. And so, really, if you think, just to go back for a sec. It's kind of buddies with Ultron. The whole movie could have ended. The whole thing could have been finished if Star-Lord could have kept his cool. Yep. Spider-Man well, yeah. almost had the gauntlet off. Yep. Mm. It's all Peter's fault. Yep. And that might be something that comes up in, in Guardians. Well, no, in Guardians 3. Oh, okay. It's like, a, you know, the the other Guardians could Guardians be like, 3 you know, is only Rocket. <laughs> At this point, and but. Sly Stallone and the other his crew, Ving Rhames, yeah, <laughs> and Miley Cyrus. Oh no, they get um, what's his face, Sean Gunn, to come back. Yeah, with the uh, the Ravagers. Yeah. So I guess we can say it's a resounding thumbs up from all of us. I can't wait to if go I see had it again. More thumbs, they would be up as well. So if you listen to this podcast, I'm pretty sure you probably saw the movie, but if not, go see it. If and you if got you, this far and enjoyed all the spoilers, it's worth going to see. If you did see it, let us know what you think. You can comment yep. on our Facebook, but try to keep your comments spoiler free. Yeah. Just in case uh, somebody reads it who hasn't seen it. Yep. Yeah. 
Which brings us to the end of the episode and Geek Picks. Yay! Anybody want to go first? Sure. I've got two. One is very self-serving and one is not so self-serving. So let's start with not so self-serving. I went to Toronto on this past weekend to see... big city. uh, Yeah, it was a very big city. To see the musical Fun Home, which, to tie it back into nerdery, is based on a graphic novel by uh, noted cartoonist Alison Bechdel. Uh, it's a beautiful story about it's uh, the graphic novel was based on her life. She it's an autobiographical book uh, about her coming out and her learning that her father was um, a closeted gay man as well. Uh, it's called Fun Home because they grew up in a funeral home, and uh, uh, there's a very cute scene where as children. They um, try to make a TV commercial promoting the fun home, the Bechdel funeral home, and they do it in the style of the Jackson 5. It's quite funny. Uh, but it's also very moving and touching. And uh, you, there are three actresses who play Allison, one at age 10, one at age 19 in college when she's discovering her sexuality, and one who's uh, drawing the story as the story unfolds. It's, it's really beautiful, really well done. It's playing at the CAA Theater. It's part of the off-Mervish season. And uh, it's just got extended till the end of May. So you've got a chance to go and see it if you've listened to this right away. Um, I I highly recommend it if you want uh, to see a beautiful piece of theater. Uh, Now for the self-serving geek pick, we're doing an improv show in Barrie next Friday, May 11th. So if you get this, well, it'll be this Friday by the time this comes out. So if you are in the uh, central Ontario area and you want to have some laughs uh, and come and see a fun uh, whose line is it anyway style improv comedy show we are doing a show at the ferndale banquet hall in barry who's Tickets. we kevin we are the old dance hall players ah, i should have mentioned that you can find us on facebook at the old branding the old dance branding hall branding yeah thanks and uh very soon we'll have a brand spanking shiny new logo uh thanks to the talents of mr ryan parent who's designed it for us we're 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 just choosing which one we like best right now. Uh, so uh, our show is $20. It is at the Ferndale Banquet Hall next Friday. And uh, tickets are available through me or any member of the team uh, or at the door, probably. And uh, it's a good time, right? You guys have been to see our show. Oh, yeah. We've gone to see them. It's really yep. funny. Yep. It's, it's they, fun. They're very good. <laughs> well, we try. We try. So uh, if, you've, if you're listening to this before May 11th, hit me up on Facebook and I can get you tickets. My favorite sketch is when you do the one where it's the, the people who are... Uh, coming in late for work and they're all trying to get their stories oh, that, straight. That's a, fun, that's a fun show. Yeah. A fun game, yeah. That's my favorite one. That's a good one. <laughs> Who wants to go next? I'll go next. So, uh, as always, Squirrel Girl, you should read it. It is amazing. And I just saw... Uh, trying to sit up. Okay, there we go. Um, in this, whatever this is... Marvel preview Marvel thing. preview thingy that I got. There's Marvel Rising and it's uh, Squirrel Girl... And Captain Marvel and a bunch of other people I don't recognize. Uh, oh, that's Spider Gwen. Oh, Ms. Marvel, sorry, and Captain Marvel. Yeah. And some guy with fire coming out of his eyes. And I, I think that's Quake, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know who any of the other people yeah, are. Yeah, so what's oh, the point Patriot. here, Jen? The point is Squirrel Girl's in it, and you should read it, because this is number zero, and it's a little preview of it, or part zero. So they have this little comic of Squirrel Girl and Ms. Marvel teaming up, and it's pretty damn awesome. So I'm looking forward to reading that when it comes out. Um, that's not my geek pick, though. That's just a Squirrel Girl is awesome t- teaser. <laughs> Friends laughing at me now. I am. <laughs> uh, my geek pick is Teen Titans Go. Um oh. 
we <laughs> it's on Netflix. Uh and we've been watching it a fair bit lately, and it is so hilariously absurd. We made it all the way to season four. And um <laughs> what was the one we just watched? Oh, the one we just watched was uh do you remember which one? Nope. Oh <laughs> Starfire kisses Robin's hand and then he doesn't want to wash it. He doesn't want to wash it, so he puts a bag on it, turns into a zombie hand, and tries to eat them. The fact that they did the brilliant casting of Weird Al Yankovic as the voice of Darkseid. Oh, yeah, that like, was a good tune. one, too. Because <laughs> he was all like, yeah, Bob. And then he clears his, they, they give him a lozenge, and it's Weird Al's voice. The poster for Teen Titans Go to the Movies was up at the theater in Aurelia. I can't yeah. wait to see that. Well, I think there's a, they must have a new trailer coming out this week, too, because there's a teaser or something where it's like the, something about the Teen Titans Go movie coming out of the shadow of the Justice League and it literally in this teaser like has like Robin stepping out of like from behind somebody in the yep. shadow or something. Yeah, so if you like zany weird animation, mm. um it it's it's really funny. It, it is a cartoon that gets weirder every episode. I oh, watch. the what's what's that song? I think this the the episode was called like 402020 and it's the the song that um, our nephews are our nephews are obsessed are over. Obsessed with. Uh, it's not called the story know, the, in your the, eyes. The or episode, something like that. the Is episode that the where they use music to save the universe. Yeah, yeah, it's a parody on heavy metal. It's a really yeah, nice song. Animated. It's catchy. There's a real band in that, isn't there? Are they real band? Um, yeah, uh, I looked it up. I don't know if it's in that episode, but they've released an e like a four track single of that song. Oh, but I and there's that... a version by Fallout Boy. Okay. And there's a version the, by musicians that you know the band that's in that oh, is, it, is a real band. It could be. I yeah, if, if you it just up. want to listen to the song, go to YouTube, and I think if you just put in "Teen Titans Go Story of Your Eyes," you'll find it. I don't know if that's the real title or not, but it'll come up. Anyway, so yeah, that was my geek pick. Ryan, uh, I was struggling with for one. I thought I had one. I thought I had a real good one picked out. <laughs> yeah, but for the life of me, I can't think of it. So I just gonna pull one out of thin air tonight, and uh, so before you guys came over, I was watching uh, the first episode of the new season of The One Hundred. Oh, okay. Which uh, is always it's one of those series that I'm still surprised is, is on, like it's still yeah. going. But it's a good. It's I guess it. It's a summertime series, so it comes on, and mm. and it's also one of those ones like Riverdale that. Airs, you know, it airs on TV and then it's on Netflix like the following night. Yep. So I just wait and watch it on Netflix. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't even know what season it's on now. Like four? I want to say four or five. Four or five. Uh, it's a great kind of po post-apocalyptic series. Uh, starts off with them dropping a hundred kids from the space station onto the Earth to see if it's you know if survivable or not. Yep. And uh, and then it starts to evolve from there. Uh, yeah, this you know this first episode. It looks like it's going to be another you know decent season of the show, and uh, it's one of those shows. Yeah, it's a, one of those shows I look forward to watching on Netflix. Cool. So I'm going uh, semi unusual for me. What? I'm going anime this week. What with what? Uh, my pick is One Punch Man season one. It's about uh, a guy who trains to be the ultimate superhero, uh, basically for fun, and he discovers that the problem with his training is he can decimate any villain or any monster 
like absolutely make them explode with one punch. So he doesn't really get a fight out of anybody. So I'm only about like three or four episodes into the show. Is that where where's that one available? You can find it on Canadian Netflix. Oh. I don't know if it's on the American one, but it's it's on Canadian Netflix. Um, it's just it's funny. It's well paced. The animation is really good in it too. Like it, and the creature designs and stuff of the things that he he punches like. There's one episode where he has this dream about like fighting these ultimate monsters, and then they show up, and they're just like a bunch of losers, basically. And he's like, "Ah, there's no fight in this." And uh, where I left off is they've introduced the other superheroes in the world, like, and they're they're part of like a website that keeps track of their rankings and stuff like that. It's nice. So it's it's kind of like a a little bit uh, a little bit of the tick with a, a bit more uh, gory action in it, I guess. Like because monsters explode when he hits them and stuff. Okay. It's a lot of fun. I found the song "Teen Titans Go." Night begins to shine. Oh, okay, yeah, that's definitely it. Yep, there's a whole bunch of videos of it on YouTube, hmm. and I think it's season three. And this, this, the episode that it is is called 40%, 40%, 20%. So that's it for this episode. Um, next episode, uh, um, it may be uh, something from Fan Expo. Because we're going on vacation. Because uh, Jen and I will be out of the country. Or maybe Whee! Ryan and I will record something surreptitiously. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, possibly. I, I Well, um uh, we don't need your co- yeah, but fancy I, technology. I don't need you anymore. Cause, oh, no. <laughs> Get out uh, of my house. Because um, SoundCloud edit, a- added a scheduling button. So Ooh. I can load up an episode and schedule it to release when we want it to. So that uh, we might take advantage of that. and Because we, we should get that Fan Expo panel out there, too, at some point. Oh, yeah. too, so this might be a good idea. Give you guys a little bit of a break and a breather. And, um. But uh, after that, we'll be back together and probably talking solo, solo Deadpool. If we can catch up, that might be the only thing that that might be your solo episode. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, wow, because uh, it it comes out while we're in the states, and we the people we're going with um, have two young kids, three so, young kids, three young kids, but two. Well, yeah, I guess the, the third's walking around and stuff now. You can, well, you can, you know, it's babies mobile. are easier to take care of. Yeah, you just lock them in baby jail. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we, we have joked that, um, like, Jen and Kim might go and see it, and then when they get back, Dan and I might go see it. So we'll, we'll see what it is. But uh, And there's Deadpool, too. Yep. Deadpool 2 2. Yep. <laughs> so hopefully. Deadpool 2 we'll, also. Yeah, hopefully we'll be able to figure that stuff out, but because uh, I'd like to cover it, but at the same time, uh, Jen and I need uh, some time off. <laughs> I haven't had a vacation in like a year, so oh, it's, uh, yeah. I write about murder all day long now, so now. I need a little bit of time. Don't play it. We can, we'll have to cut that part out. My phone was on mute. I don't know why it played. Well, because you hit the play button. No, but I don't know why I it was sound. I only have the right to play one song. It was literally two seconds. <laughs> well, and on that note. On that note. Literally a note. 
for uh, Kevin, Jen, Ryan, and myself. Uh, stay tuned for our next episode, and thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye. May the force be with you. Set your phasers to sexy. You have been listening to the True North Nerds Infinity War Spectacular. Recorded semi-live in Barrie, Ontario. Special thanks goes to Waiting, Snowhawk Cosplay, Nate Milton, and all of you who have sat here for the last two and a half hours listening to this review. Theme song by Kirby Crackle. Go to kirbycracklemusic.com to buy this song, Set Your Phasers to Sexy, and all their albums, and all their t-shirts, and all their other merchandise. You will not regret it. Set your phasers to sexy. It's